point hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 102. This is the bastard. Raj here. Today, fucking May 22nd, buddy. It is. This recording is our five-year anniversary recording. Mm. We're really going to do something spectacular. I feel like we've really dropped the ball here. <laughs> nah, we've got the actual real five-year anniversary <laughs> recording coming up next time we got a full warhammer party weekend planned yeah gaming we're gonna be doing our blood bowl league during that time as well probably, be probably some drinking going on beers i'm already planning to crash here nice building up some brownie points so <laughs> when kelly's angry at me later after the event which is sure to be <laughs> you can just bring up what you did yeah. Well, how do you build up brownie points in this relationship? Uh, Mow the lawn? Yeah. Flick the bean? Volunteering. <laughs> do chores. <laughs> flicking the bean every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the usual stuff. Okay. The way you get brownie points with any woman, really. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It didn't work for me too much to do chores or anything, but that's all right. Moving yeah. on. The fuck you been up to in the hobby, dude? Oh, you know, just plugging away on my demons. <laughs> nice. I've actually been been on quite a tear assembling those little bastards mm. for the past month or so. Yeah, I've been putting in like a half hour, hour a day, but I haven't been too excited about it. Yeah. But then about a couple of days after the last podcast, I really started seeing some progress on the little spell unit fillers I was working on. Yeah. And then I got really pumped up, so now I'm kicking it up probably at least three or four hours a day. Fucking hell, dude. Yeah, I'm really cranking these bastards out, but it is a ton of work with the tentacles and the basing and everything else. And I'm working on some new new stuff. Yeah. Just dropped 300 bucks to get some fiends of slanash and some flesh hound models. What are these, fine cast or what? Yeah, fine cast stuff. I was looking on eBay. And I actually didn't really see too much. I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to do fine cast over metal if the price wasn't much lower, but I didn't even really see any, like, secondhand fiends or yeah. flesh hounds, really. I mean, I have in the past, but, you know, when you actually start looking for something, they always fucking dry up. <laughs> but the fine cast on them, I've only gone through about half of the figs, but it looks fine. I kind of forget how to work with it. It's been, the last time I worked with it was on the Tree Man model that ah, I was using. I've never done it, so... <laughs> yeah, but it's really, you know, that resin, plastic, whatever it is, is really kind of buttery, so you, it's really easy to overcut when you're chopping off bits. Yeah, it's When you're softer. working with your knives, yeah. yeah. 
like a real soft feces type material. <laughs> but it's a way easier to glue multi-part models together. Yeah. Because you're I, not working with the weight aspect. Because I remember I did do a couple metal fiends, you know, two, to be exact, two single fiends. The, the very first demon list I was working on and probably took like two hours for each of those fiends for me to glue them together and like you had to do the putty work right away to hold it together and everything else pins and shit yeah so the fiend the fine cast was working a lot better but i'm trying to get those guys basically all the models i need assembled i'm gonna try to shoot for june 1st because then that gives me about six weeks to paint everything <laughs> when i say it like this i'm feeling like i might be a little bit behind the eight ball once again <laughs> With the demon figures. You better keep building up them brownie points if you're going to spend <laughs> three weeks in isolation here. Yeah. That works well when you've got your own apartment and you can tell her to fack off now that you're in her place. Yeah, it's been kind of challenging trying to find the time. Yeah. Because I have it at the end of the night, but I don't know. Willpower's at its weakest, <laughs> like at 10 p.m. That's true. Just have the urge to pound one out and hit the hay. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I do need to complete these models is some of my conversions, because I'm converting the fiends and the hounds. You can't just use stock models. That'd be crazy, man. That would be crazy. Who would do that? I do need the crazy moon head from the burning chariot kit. There's one in each burning chariot. <laughs> so I'm looking for listeners of the show, fans, people that don't like me but have the bit. <laughs> uh, shoot me an email at the Point Hammered inbox or... Drop me a Twitter line. Or call them at 715. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I need about five of these things. And I can't really get the bit. They sell for, like, hoard of bits on eBay has them for, like, seven bucks in a kit <laughs> with a couple other things. 50 bucks shipped, Brian? <laughs> yeah, so... I've got a few few people hooking me up, but I, I need about five more. Mm. So I'm sure um, if you bought the Burning Cherry, you probably haven't used that weird moon head. It's a pretty dope bit, but <laughs> looking for about five of those. So if anybody's those are for got your the hookup, theories, you said? Um, for a um, new unit I'm working on. Demon? Yeah, demons. Okay. For the demons. <laughs> but other than that, I'm engaged in a 1,250-point tournament. Recently, oh, yeah. <laughs> up in Wausau, I was rocking the new Wood Elves. Uh. That was my first experience with them. How many people were in this tournament? Uh, it was like a little 10-man. Any kind of. big pipe-swinging motherfuckers? Uh, Butcher was up there. Yeah. The legend. <laughs> Mike so Ballard. Yeah. Oh, uh, Quentin. Yeah. And then a bunch of 40K players who were... You know, just getting in on the fantasy action, try to win some store credit. <laughs> yeah, so two of my games were against 40K players. One of them was using the new, the new Dwarves. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. He used two organ guns. Both of the... Actually, I played the new Dwarves twice. So both of them are rocking double organ guns. Mm. Standard and, Wausau build, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 40Kers. So you got to yeah, maximize yeah. your firepower. Maximize the pew-pew. Yeah. And they're actually pretty shooty. I don't yeah. know. It's, you got to roll the hit, but with an engineer and you have two artillery dice, you're rolling a shitload of dice. Yeah. Um, that first game, my Wild Riders got obliterated. <laughs> and the 30-inch range, too. So that's yeah. pretty good. 
But you kind of got to keep the lanes clear. You can't put them behind units anymore, really, because it'd be a hard cover, Uh. stuff like that. (laughs) But I think they're good flank protectors, and they fucking... If you get a clear shot on some elves, it'll fucking wipe their asses out. And I think, you know, with the wood elves completing the trifecta here of new new elf books, you're probably going to be seeing quite a few of them at the yeah, tournaments. Yeah, true. Probably at least one in three, one in four. You can probably be guaranteed to play at least one, I would say, in a five. But I was pretty rusty. First game, beat up on some dwarves. Second game, played against Quentin, who was rocking ogres. And I made a couple mistakes in this one. It was a close game in the end, but he ended up taking me. The ogres got a lot of wounds. Mm-hmm. And well, I should say what I was running was a big twenty-man unit of glade guard with the true flight arrows. Yeah, I was rocking six wild riders, standard musician, five treekin, ten scouts with poison, a eagle, a noble with a hail of doom arrow, and then a level one fire wizard. And that served me pretty well, but the uh, yeah, I didn't really have enough firepower for the ogres. Yeah, I made a couple mistakes. My whole I totally forgot really how to use eagles because <laughs> in the two games I lost, my eagles were just like running around on the flanks. In that game, I was like chasing around saber tusk with them instead of <laughs> basically you just keep the eagle behind the line and then at a pivotal point you fly it out there to divert some unit. Yeah. So I really needed to do that, but my eagle was farting around. <laughs> chasing them kitties. And then it... It's really been quite a while since I just played Warhammer at all. And so stuff like, at one point, my Dryads were holding up his Iron Guts, and I needed him to hold for two turns. They were in the flank, and I didn't move my General over, so I was out of 12-inch range. (laughs) And then I ended up losing combat by one and rolling an eight leadership check, which would have held if I had my general there. Mm. But since <laughs> I did not, they were broken and run down. So you're back to fucking over. Muppet status. Now, yeah. Like. So that was that was a good game, though. And then the second game was against another 40K player playing dwarves. Third one, you mean? Uh, the third game, yeah. One thing that worked really well in all my games was the Wild Riders. Well, well the first game they're obliterated and then in the game against Quentin I was able to charge man eaters head on in the front and just like wipe them out <laughs> wow I used you had 12 or 10 6 oh 6 fucking hell there's 6 of them 18 attacks ASF plus 10 from the stags so you only need 9 wounds yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome but they are frenzied so that almost makes up for it because then you have to spend a turn extra turn overrun. like turn around you had to overrun to get in position you can leave yourself so um but anyways back to that third game that he basically had a dwarf gun line put them all on the hill <laughs> and then charged the wild riders in the flank and then basically just killed war machine after war machine after war machine <laughs> and then he like conceded at the end of turn two it was like a 15 minute game <laughs> uh, remind me of kind of high school games of Warhammer where he's throwing a tantrum I just can't win then Uh, I'm done my high school I still hear that shit a lot (laughs) (laughs) last game against Michael Butcher it was four games yeah it was four games running double skull cannons big unit of plague bearers with a herald two (laughs) units of furies and six beasts of nurgle a unit of three a unit of two and a unit of one this was battle for the pass and 
I was feeling pretty good about this one. It is butch, after all. <laughs> it is butch, but basically, I think this is probably a good lesson for the Widows in general is, I don't know, his, he kind of just held, held back with the cannons, didn't really do shit with them, held back with the Plague Bearer block. The Furies are flying around, not really doing that much. <laughs> the beast so the Beasts of Nurgle are just walking across the table, and I'm shooting everything I have at them. It's not really doing anything. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, basically the beasts just went across the table and wiped out everything. <laughs> so about uh, six, 360 points versus 1,200. <laughs> I did make some mistakes in this one with uh, my scouts were trying to kill the skull cannon for a while. But it has a three-up armor and a five-plus ward. Yeah. So even with the armor piercing, it wasn't doing that much. I should have been bringing the scouts back, trying vain to kill, <laughs> kill some beasts even in Nurgle. Even a single beast in Nurgle. <laughs> yeah, I, I killed one with shooting <laughs> yeah. the first turn. <laughs> and then I killed one with Treekin. And then I killed one with the Wild Riders and then the remaining ones. You know, basically, you just need one to kill everything. <laughs> but, yeah, Legend came over and thought this was like karma for the the last year of playing demons. He's like, it's not so fun, is it? <laughs> the other thing, too, was Butch's Reign of Chaos. First turn, he did eight wounds to the Treekin with that oh, no. Slanish leadership test. And then the second turn, he did five wounds to the Wild Riders with the Nurgle attack, or the Zinch one, whichever one's D6 plus three, strength three hits. Yeah. So basically, that didn't help either, my two combat units. So then I really was just relying on the shooting. But did you have a BS bro? No. But I had the Halo Doom arrow. Yeah. Guy, you know, I just had a general type character. Sure. None of the fire magic went off. Was snow good? Yeah, he's focusing. You only got a level one. You said it. Huh? Well, he didn't have anything. Basically, it was just a dice off each turn, <laughs> six on six, yeah. and he beat me every time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That does sound like karma. That is not luck of the Raj. Nah, yeah, it's fine. So he went down the butch. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, he, he felt clicked. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I can see him smiling from here. I think he has beaten me in the past. Yeah, in the very distant past when I used Dogs of War. And his bucket of bruisers list was very effective because <laughs> I couldn't kill those bruisers at all. But anyways, we're going to talk to Butch a little later, get get his take on the situation. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about what I've been up to in the hobby. Yeah. After fucking 15 minutes of listening to Rod blather on. I, you said you've been spending three or four hours a day. I probably spent like 30 minutes in the last friggin' week, so mm-hmm. not much. Converting the second Iron Blaster. I did manage to get the hand mountable on the thing. Yeah. It's a, quite the challenge to mount. Yeah, I've seen the picture. <laughs> did I at some point claim that this wasn't going to look very good in the end or something like that? Oh. Kind of, you fucking... <laughs> it's a no. challenge. I will, we'll see, but I don't really see where you're going with this one. All right. Well, give it some time. Nobody ever sees my visions. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... It's been quite the challenge to get that stupid fucking hand mounted on the back of this giant bowl because the hand weighs about as much as the bowl. So it's just you a gotta find like the, the pivot point. Well, I just put it at an odd angle so that it kind of counterbalances itself. Mm-hmm. It's lucky that it's on a chariot base. So did that. Got the built up a little platform. I just got to figure out how to make it not look like a shitty fucking platform. <laughs> 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 Looks like a deck on the side of a trailer. It's all wonky and mm-hmm. shit. That kind of fits the theme, being beastmen and all, but 
Well, we'll see. I got some plans for it. Just in case you need it, I probably just have a regular cannon barrel. You can <laughs> on that thing if you, if you get a little. I'm pretty sure I have flustered. one still. So, All right. I think. Anyways, other than that, another goddamn thing. So, I did just listen to a Garage Hammer talk for three and a half hours about fluff mm-hmm. for dwarves, and then I did get some fucking steam built up there. So, I mm. have been feeling the hobby itch for the last day and a half, but. Mm-hmm. For that, your hobby boner is rising. It is. Yeah. Let's hope it comes back because oh. it's been a pretty fucking flaccid deal lately. I'm not ready to relinquish my Warhammer <laughs> energy quite yet <laughs> until these demons are done. You're, you're probably going to be in the off season until mid July here. <laughs> That's fine. I got plenty to do here. So <laughs> let's take a fucking break here. We'll get back to it. is back suckers we is back <laughs> next up we got the fucking email of the week email of the week this is from andrew sherman and basically he was inquiring about want me to read his question standing dude? desk yeah 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 i'm gonna try and mispronounce words All hey right. guys i'm looking into getting a painting table similar to what i remember raj having when i went to paca 2011 is it possible I could get a pick of that table and some thoughts of where to start looking for ways to organize my painting space. Thanks a bunch, Andrew. Okay. Yeah. So, Andrew, he won the, I don't know if it was the first, what well, pack the first of vacation time we did contest. It, he did, so, yeah. yeah, he ended up crashing my house and seeing the standing desk that I had. And I've actually received a couple couple people asking me about my standing desk arrangement in person at tournaments yeah. and stuff like that. And there's actually a post about it on the You Magnificent Ambassadors blog about the standing desk. And it has basically everything in there. It was assembled from Ikea pieces. And you kind of got to mishmash them together because the standing desk itself isn't really that sturdy with the long legs. So you kind of, they don't sell one. You know, that's just stock like that. But if you just lean it up against, you know, a wall or a corner or something, it's perfectly fine. Yep. I actually use, like, little little wooden kind of pucks to keep it in place. But, yeah, so if anyone is curious about how to build a standing desk, this is probably the best option that I've found. You can buy them online, but they're hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars. How much did this bad boy run you? Uh, I think it was like 130 bucks for the <laughs> nice. various components. Yeah. And then you feel like a real man's man assembling it all together yourself. <laughs> it's like a real kit bash, man. You know, taking different pieces from different plastic kits. That thing's a fucking chopper. <laughs> right, made a chopper desk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's got the details on there about how high you want to make it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just do a search of the Bastards blog. All right, there you go. Fucking moving right along then. We got the damn voicemail of the week. Voicemail of the week. There is no voicemail of the week. This makes me very, very sad. <sighs> Can I submit one? Because if it's the only one, then I'm going to get in there and I'm going to get a free entry into the Wild Pack of Vacation contest. I wish I could. I wish I could, John. <laughs> 
Here we are trying to do all the listeners a favor, and we're not getting anything. We did get some responses other ways. We did. We'll t- we can chat about those. But <laughs> there's a storm coming. So Wapaka registration is going to be opening here in August, and there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to get into the tournament. <laughs> if you remember talking our post-Paca roundup, one of the things we're going to be doing is opening up registration to the different regions and reserving spots okay in the for people out of the country and various parts <laughs> of the country different regions like Wausau, Stevens Wausau. Point yeah about so that's about at least 50 spots are going to be reserved okay so i would say about 80 of the spots last year were for people from the midwest so you can see there's about a 30 person number difference there <laughs> so the midwest spots are going to be highly contested so you might want to start calling this voicemail line getting in this fucking call goddamn contest <laughs> while you can we will have a question of the week yet again mm. at the end of the show but what was our question last time i believe it was which Warhammer race would you most like to go down on? <laughs> and we later determined... It's very simple. All had, you have to do is tell us who you'd like to blow. Yeah. <laughs> had to be a male. Yeah. I actually like Steve Ryan's Twitter response the best, which is basically going down on Warhammer's first transsexual, which is Alariel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the best option. Yeah, I suppose. At least there's boobs when you look up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that holds true both for dwarves <laughs> and for ogres. Probably less body here, too. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Audiobook. I have been slogging through a fucking goodie here. Oh, yeah? What do you got? I've been listening to Leviathan Wakes, which is a novel. It's about 20 hours long on audiobook and narrated by Jefferson Mays. Real solid narration. And it's kind of a sci-fi. After that Forever War, I looked up a bunch of sci-fi type uh, (laughs) series I might be able to get into. And this one actually ended up being a really good one because it has some of the same aspects aspects of space combat where Uh, there's like... Traveling long distances. When you travel the acceleration and stuff, (laughs) like... The you know the human body is limited, so like the so for like the g forces and stuff, and they use kind of like crash couches, which are kind of like these like gel kind of similar to like the tubes in uh, the Forever War that they use. Yeah, and I think they even might have called them crash couches in the Forever War. <laughs> But, yeah, you, so you got to get all juiced up if you're going to go into, like, space combat or something for your body be, to be able to handle, like, the 7 and 10 Gs for the turns and stuff. But it's – so it's kind of like a nearer future type sci-fi where humanity – we can – we have space travel around the solar system. You know, we still can't – it's still too far to go to different suns. So we're talking only, like – a thousand, fifteen hundred years in the future. <laughs> I think it's a couple hundred. But even then, it'll be like, you know, they're traveling between Jupiter and the asteroid belt. A lot of the action takes place in the asteroid belt. Yeah. And, like, it'll still take, like, a couple of weeks or something to, you know, get between. And, like, they'll be being chased and stuff. It'll take, like, a couple of days. So it has, like, the, the distances and, and the, kind of the time frame. And, you know, it just had a real similar feel to the Forever War. Yeah. But kind of more <laughs> more localized to, uh, you know, a smaller thing. But 
it's kind of a, like a detective story and kind of like a it's been called a space opera but there's like you know the kind of the rebellious asteroid belt and like the colonists and the outer planets don't like mars and earth which are like the inner planets and they got all the money and all the resources and they kind of dick around the people with the asteroid belt and the, they want to rebel <laughs> and stuff it kind of actually reminded me of firefly too yeah that where see. like firefly is based in a, just a solar system yeah. and there's inner planets and like outer planets and they went to war so and actually i it's really interesting because, you know, I always, after listening to the book, I always kind of go look at the Wikipedia and just read trivia and stuff about it. And the book is by James S.A. Corey, but it's actually, that's just a pen name. It was written by two people. Yeah. And one of them was actually a guy named Ty Frank, who is actually George R. R. Martin's assistant. <laughs> and we actually, Smoke. I was emailing back and forth with him <laughs> to get that interview set up. Yeah, he's on the beginning of the GRRM recordings. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, he actually, like, this sci-fi setting is, like, for, like, his role-playing campaign that he, <laughs> and then he's working with a novelist to kind of piece it all together. But I shot, I shot him an email saying I enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed the book since I had his email for, from cool. then. <laughs> But I don't know. What have you been listening to? Well, I'm still listening to uh, the latest Dune book that I bought. But for books, I finished The Blade itself. Oh, cool. Is that just the, the first book? Yeah, the first book in the first Law trilogy. And uh, pretty fucking solid, dude. It's, it's kind of all over the place. And it, it's a little more sloppily written than the shit I'm used to. Cause I haven't been going through Dune for a while. But it's still super good. Like... Story's great. The characters are cool. Some of them you fucking hate. Some of them the bloody nine. Yeah, the bloody nine and fucking yeah, Glocka. That's pretty awesome when Pharaoh, the bloody nine, finally appear. Like really appears. Yeah, it was. That Instead was the of like part of the book. Yeah, you're like what? And then you're like, oh, that's why he has that reputation. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, it was really good, and they threw that little surprise in at the end there, and mm-hmm. I was pretty eager to start book two, so I have. But uh, yeah, so where's that one leave off? Like book they kind of got the party together, and then they're gonna head off. Yeah, they're with the wizard, they're old guy leaving the big city, Adua or whatever. The- yeah, I think it's Adua. Yeah, and uh, so they're headed out across the plains that way. Everybody else is headed north, like west, and. Uh, Nine Fingers Old Party and them just meets up with the Union, mm-hmm. or maybe it's right about to, but they're kind of traveling south to meet the Union. So yeah, and then Glockta just got sent down to Gurkish lands. The Goska, well. yeah, yeah, it's a Degoska. He's not a happy uh, camper. <laughs> so yeah, he's got like a real Tyrian thing going on where he just yeah. keeps getting crapped on constantly, <laughs> and he's it's, like kind of uh, cool. He's cool, but he's like deformed. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's on trial for being a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, super solid. I'll report back on book two. That was the Bear's recommendation originally, and uh, I'm, usually he has pretty good taste, I phone. Okay. Except in music. It's like poop in your ear, but <laughs> otherwise. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll have both of these, links to both of these on the support page. Yeah. Check them out. All right. I think now it's time for Johnny's Pick of the Month. Oh, shit, it is. What do we got? All right, so this tune, usually I don't go for live CDs, but this tune is off a fucking live CD. It's called Can't Slow Down. It's by Sloppy Seconds. Okay. If you're into fucking 
Midwest surf punk from the late eighties, early nineties. <laughs> and a handful of CDs. These guys are really good. If you like this fucking sound or you like the song at the end of this cast, then fucking pick their shit up. Good good starter album would be destroyed. Mm-hmm. They sing about all kinds of awesome shit like Morning Tracy Lords' exit from porn, <laughs> running from the government. So this is from like, is it from the eighties and nineties? Yeah, there's okay. songs where they're still you, talking like, about the Berlin Wall. Listen to this stuff in like high school and stuff, or something you got yeah. into recently? No, I got into high school. school. Okay. This, this stuff I've been listening to for a long time, but mm-hmm. pretty solid to them. If you're not listening to this, you're doing yourself a disservice. Okay. Though it's entertaining. How long things. is this clip? That's about two minutes forty seconds. Okay, so cool. skip ahead if you think this song's. <laughs> So yeah, that was good. It suits this time of the year too. So yeah, if you don't like it, suck a butt. <laughs> <laughs> suck my butt. All right, fucking moving on, man. For yeah. the uh, blog post of the month. This is a new segment where we will be alternating between us, talking about a blog that really inspired us, or a particular post uh, that we thought was interesting, or potentially new models from different companies, stuff like that. And this month, we've got 
James Wapple's blog, Wapelius, and we'll have a link to this in the support section. And the link that you go to will take you to a link to the shaded base coat item on his website. And the reason it has that is because I participated in his Kickstarter. And a couple weeks ago, I received my shaded base coat DVD. And I actually sat down and watched it. And it cost 20 bucks. <laughs> and actually, I thought I thought it was worth it. I thought it was well worth it. It's kind of like the fundamental foundation of the Wapple painting technique. Yeah. Just the first 15 minutes, he talks about paints and some of the equipment he uses. And I've already went out and picked up a couple items that actually I'm looking forward to using on the demons. I think it'll actually speed things along. I don't really want to talk specifics about what he suggested, but um, since it's in the DVD, you know, and that's that's his thing. So, but it's definitely awesome. And then he paints a model using the shaded base coat technique, which is kind of like a I don't know. It's it's pretty sloppy kind of technique. It's like very unusual. Or washing well, he uses the depths, or? uses washes, but he mixes a lot. He mixes a lot of colors, which yeah. I which I kind of knew. I thought it was really pretty awesome to watch him go to town on this because it's probably about an hour and fifteen minutes, yeah. and he paints a model from start to finish. You know, you watch it the entire way through, and it's you know it's a fucking badass model at the end. So it, it goes quick. Really inspiring because he's <laughs> you can see you know, how quick it can be done. And then it's like really, you know, demoralizing <laughs> as well because, you know, there's like, you know, he has 10, 10,000, 20,000 hours of practice in yeah. this technique, which is <laughs> what's allowing him to go so quickly. I thought it, it, it was it was well worth the, the $20 I spent. And if you can watch it on a DVD player that you can play it at like double speed, I think that's perfect because then it's about forty-five minutes, and he kind of cruises along yeah. really well. And he, you know, he's always talking about stuff. Um, if you're a total noob, you might want to watch, you know, regular speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Either way, it's cool. I emailed James, and the DVDs—he's just about done wrapping up all the Kickstarter stuff. The DVDs aren't available yet. For people, if you just wanted to buy one, but they will be, and then they'll also be available as digital downloads on the Cool Mini or Not site. Yeah, and he he's going to get back to me when when that that actually happens. So we'll give an update. But if anybody else has picked up some of his other DVDs or this one, and I'd be curious to hear what what they thought about it. I thought it was. Well, well worth the, the twenty bucks I spent. Okay, for for this one. Now, some of them he gets really specific, and it might be interesting to watch. But it, there's like different flesh tones, like he focuses on, and different colors specifically. Sure. So I don't know any of those ones. I'd be interested in picking. You know, it's kind of specific how to paint reds. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because red's kind of a maybe a trickier color. But some he has ones about greens and blues. But I mean. I think those are some of the easiest colors to paint. That <laughs> freaking changes by a person, bro. But he does use uh, washes and stuff like that. He talks a little bit about them, but he has a separate DVD about that. And I, I did try his technique, which is kind of like a real, you can kind of see it's really like an artist technique where he has 10 or 15 different colors, kind of like a palette sitting out, and you're always just mixing between them. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I did paint up like a high elf. <laughs> using the technique and it turned out okay he did say you would probably have to do three or four models before you got the hang of things yeah. <laughs> but 
It was all right. All right, cool. Sounds like a thumbs up. You don't give a thumbs up too fucking often. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, boom. Okay. All right, moving fucking right along here. We yeah, got... what kind of media have you been consuming here? Um, I still listen to a lot of shit, but the one I'll highlight this time is The Moth. They started uh, doing these, like, story slams, so you get a full hour of The Moth instead of just, like, a 15 or 20 Okay, yeah, one. I've seen. Uh, they've probably been doing that for six or nine months. Yeah. So every once in a while, I just get on the end of my rope, and I everything I have, like I don't want to fucking listen to it. So for some reason lately, I just throw the moth on, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. It's a pretty broad range of stories. It's just some person yeah, you never know telling a personal get. story, and yeah, it it could be funny, it could be sad, it could be mm-hmm. fucked. You never know. A lot of them are like celebrities or yeah. comedians or people that do this we'll kind of thing for it. a living is yeah. what it comes down to com- yeah but if I'm you like go the to- comedian i'm like you guys are comedians already that's like <laughs> cheating this is supposed to be a amateur thing for amateurs normal people to. yeah but of course their stories are funny i recommend it there's a couple that are like super fucking good and when you hear it you'll be like god damn that was a good fucking tale mm-hmm. make you feel good make you feel shitty whatever it is but it works so if you don't listen to the moth check it out it's a npr thing yeah i'm going to recommend the aziz ansari stand-up uh, specials yeah. on netflix have you watched those i watched there? about 10 minutes of one and then i started doing something else i don't remember what yeah well the like the oldest one i watched was kind of i was like you know what he's actually not that funny <laughs> but then um kelly kelly likes to watch them and because he looks like each, you <laughs> like an asian version like a south asian yeah tiny little man but each each special <laughs> is getting a lot better than the one before it yeah and actually this monday we went down to milwaukee and we saw him in oh, yeah. person down at the paps theater <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious yeah yeah he talks a lot about uh, just being single all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. Uh, but he, like the way he's really, the way he enunciates things and his vocal inflections, I think he's really, really amped those up. And I think that's what's so hilarious about his more recent specials. Yeah. But yeah, definitely check those out. It's goddamn hilarious. <laughs> the, the most recent ones. Right. He talks about how being married is like really one of the weirdest things like how did it even start and some guy's like you know the the thing we got going is really good and he's like i want to keep doing that till we die (laughs) i want to get this priest and you're gonna swear to him you're not gonna back out on this deal (laughs) so check it out it's fucking funny tom haverford (laughs) <laughs> all right cool man i will check that out because i got the netflix and i've been thinking about canceling it soon so maybe that'll get me motivated to hobby because you can sit and listen to something like that yeah the most recent one's hilarious for sure yeah all right cool moving on north star north star has landed and i am fucking in like i'm Flynn. in i'm in no shit there's actually a ton of handsome point boys there is butcher signed up yep and then the Nerd Apprentice signed up. Call the cops on that one. Yeah, that's unusual. What about the leg end? Leg end, he signed up. Yeah, I thought he was on a tournament hiatus until he paid for that wedding or whatever. No. Remember we talked to him last time. He wants to unveil Libertonians. I remember I him saying that, that, but I also remember him saying he wasn't going to any more events until he got married. 
Yeah, he's getting married in September, so. Ah, there you go. I didn't know that. <laughs> Fucking perfect timeline, then. Joe Rogers performing the ceremony. Yet another. Once again. Officiation. If you're a handsome point boy, <laughs> the rule is I have to marry you. <laughs> when I get married, it's going to be, uh, we're going to roll out a TV, <laughs> and it's going to be pre-recorded with myself, and Marrying I will perform <laughs> Perform the ceremony for myself <laughs> using nice. a VHS recording. Sure <laughs> to be hilarious. Because it's old school. It's going to take a few more tries of convincing Kelly that this is a good idea. I'm sure she'll come around <laughs> in fucking, the end. Eventually you'll wear her down. <laughs> I know you can do it, buddy. So uh, North Star, it's at Fantasy Flight Games in Roseville, Minnesota. It's on October 25th and 26th. Mm-hmm. And I think... There's still a few spots left. Yeah, if you're is. willing to swoop in and pay immediately, you will steal a spot from somebody who's like, hey, I want to go, but I don't want to pay right now. <laughs> Sucka. Nice. They pulled it back a week. Usually it's the first weekend in November. Uh, wasn't it October last year, too? I don't think so. Maybe it crossed months last mm-hmm. year. but Yeah, I'm looking forward to be back. I'm especially excited about the new venue. Yeah. Fantasy Flight Games. Something about that old venue. <laughs> just didn't like it. No. Well, they were just kind of dicks. Poor yeah, service. Maybe expensive. It was, maybe it was the poor service, the expensiveness. <laughs> The a- assholery of the, of the wait staff. staff. Or the white trashery of them, <laughs> one or the other. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I've heard great things about the Fantasy Flight Games venue. I am going to miss the fucking bowling, because that was oh, pretty fucking still fun. Still go bowling, buddy. Not in the same place. Yeah. Does Fantasy Flight have well, bowling? We could, we, could, <laughs> we could drive over to the Mermaid. It's just for old, just to spend money on overpriced beer and get poor to, service. Remember us? Just to buy a, a beer and walk outside with it. And when they come out, just throw it on the ground. <laughs> throw it in their face. Yeah. You can stab them with a broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Remember. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. I'm not too stoked because I'm going to miss the fucking bowling extravaganza. But mm-hmm. And then that means that there must be a hotel somewhere around there that we're all going to have to sort out and get into. Yeah. Maybe we'll just all crash in Mikey G's flop yeah. house. That'll work. Save some loot, buddy. Uh-huh. Perform a human centipede on his <laughs> giant couch. <laughs> kind of loops around. Yeah. That's a fucking man. We could probably all get on there. <laughs> probably could. Uh-huh. I shared it with Ruins. Mm-hmm. We're both pretty tall guys, and we weren't yeah. anywhere near touching, except our wieners. <laughs> all, right. all right, yeah, North Star. You can find a link to that in the support section. The NorthStarGT.com, suck up. But yeah, eh, let's take a fucking break, dude. Yeah, after that, we will discuss the new Wood Elf book. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to talk. Are we recording? Yeah. What else, man? Okay. What else? <laughs> What's wrong with you, dog? We got Woody's. We got the motherfucking Pantheonic Mandala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
I picked up the new Wood Elf book. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I got a big boner, <laughs> really, for it. There's some pretty sinister-looking fuckers in here. Yeah, so my Wood Elf army is kind of bestial, dark side-themed, and I think this book lends itself well for adapting that kind of army. Yeah, I agree. And this review, we're not going to do a total unit-by-unit breakdown. Maybe just talk about the things that I used previously, how I think they might work, and what I see myself trying out to start with here. Okay. And just my general thoughts. Overall, the only thing that I wanted for sure in the new book was to make multiple units of Wild Riders a viable choice. Mm -hmm. Because... I've had an idea kicking around for um, a new a unit of them that I wanted to do with some conversions and stuff like that. Sure. And with the old book, the Wild Riders, I mean, one unit was always pretty good to have around. But then against a lot of armies, they would just, even then, they might not be that, that useful. One <laughs> unit might be one unit too many. Yeah. Because they're so fragile, they just... You kind of just get them out of the way, and like uh, fighting against demons or warriors or chaos or or something. Any um, army that's composed mostly of just hitty kind of fighty units, sure, they're always going to die if they get in. So there's never any reason to take a second unit at all, right? Because sometimes one, even one, was a waste. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. They're not really chaff because they're pretty expensive, right? Yeah, they were always like in the 130-point range. Okay. They're like, you could get five of them, and they always came. They came with like a free musician because like the horn always did something special. <laughs> but yeah, they're 26 points a model, so it's like 130 for five. So okay. they're kind of expensive to be sacrificial lambs, especially mm. with the eagle selections. But yeah. Um, Okay, so let's start in the Lord selection. And the very first incarnation of the army was a triple tree man list. <laughs> and so in Lords, I took a tr uh, tree man ancient yep. and a spell weaver. So to talk about the tree man ancient, lost a point of weapon skill, a point of strength, two attacks, gained a point of leadership which I actually dislike the leadership gain. Um, but your level 2 wizard for 290 points compared to 325 for the old Tree Man Ancient. Yeah. Basically, yeah, I don't I don't like this new Tree Man Ancient compared to the previous <laughs> one. Dude, he could be a level 4 wizard, yeah, that's kind of, bro. That's kind of cool. Kind uh, of maybe eventually... I might try that, but he stuck with the lore of life. Yeah. And the Wood Elf list basically was only lore of life, maybe lore of beasts if you wanted to have mixed things up, but only the level four could take that, so it was either one or the other. Sure. So eventually maybe I could see myself playing around with this, but I've already played the shit out of lore of life. I'm ready <laughs> to move on to something new. And the, the reason I don't like the point of leadership boost is now the Treeman Ancient has to be the general where before if you took a Spellweaver they were both leadership 9 so you could make her the general mm. and then when the Treeman Ancient gets yeah. his dumbass sniped or killed or <laughs> yeah searing doomed burning gazed what have you you still had your general around to provide leadership nine to other troops and the other two tree men running around sure so if you take the ancient it has to be your general uh, maybe 
I don't know. A little more. the fucking Glade Lord, bro. The Glade Lord? <laughs> yeah. Didn't take one before. Don't see myself taking one. Basically, you have to be able to get a good armor save on a hero, a fighty hero, to make them worthwhile. Right. And you just can't do that. I think the only exception that springs to mind for me is if you're, like, maybe Toughness 5, like the ogre characters. Like Beastman. The Beastman. Then you're kind of, okay, you can maybe get away with the shit armor save. <laughs> if you're Toughness 3, I don't see there's really isn't any reason to take a Glade Lord. Sure. Uh, Spellweaver. I think that's your default Lord option there. <laughs> Plus one to cast in the woods. Decent. Ooh. Juicy. Uh, on any lore, yeah. Nice. Going from two lores to ten. <laughs> that's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, they could have yeah. just made everything else the same uh-uh. and basically just put that option in there and the whole army would basically, be I don't know. Better, more versatile. Yeah, the whole army would be versatile because yeah. then you can start planning out unit choices based off spell selections from the different lores. Yeah. Different buffs like that, I think. People have gotten away from Lord Shadow. I think that will probably be my first option is trying out a level four shadow. Sure. Um, just for the withering, the mind razor goes really well with mm. everything. They got the buffs that really matter. Miasma's awesome. Pity yeah. Shades is Dece <laughs> against a lot of, well, you're going to be seeing a lot of elf armies. So maybe Pit of Shades isn't as versatile yeah. as it used to be. Sure. But I think that is probably where I'll be headed first. I don't know, the, the two new lores, High and Dark. Same as they are in the other books. Yeah. The, uh, the High Magic Attribute is pretty freaking awesome. That's the Swap Spell one? No, that's Something the Protection else. Counter. Whenever, oh, anytime yeah, you cast a spell. Increased word save? No, it, it adds, basically that. adds like a wound <laughs> to the unit. Uh, really? It adds like a little token, and then whenever the unit gets wounded, you remove it. So you can actually do some really cool stuff with a spellcaster on a unicorn. Yeah. And then you can run them with the Wild Riders or the Sisters of Twilight, Twilight I believe. I can't remember what their name is. <laughs> um but, so the unicorn can get picked out by cannonballs and shit like that. But then all you have to do is cast a single high magic spell, and then basically that character will be immune to getting picked out or sniped. Uh-huh. And some of these uh, spells, I think, work really well. Like the, I'm kind of looking at Hand of Glory. I mean, the casting cost on the high magic stuff is pretty, pretty low. It's pretty awesome. Now that I'm looking at it some more. You got Walk Between Worlds. Soul Quench is a decent magic missile. Um, Hand of Glory, I think, is cool with um, some of the arrow selections you can take. Where something like the multi-shot arrows mm-hmm. times two maybe aren't the um, best option compared to some of the other ones. But if you, you just want to mix it up, um, all of a sudden, if those Glade Guard are ballistic scale seven with the multi-shot, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're not fucking missing. That's twos, right? Yeah. It's so if you're doubling up. your shots. Yeah. So, so you just stuff like that, being able to pick a unit choice based off having the a spell which will buff it appropriately, sure. I think is a big deal. But, I don't know, the high magic doesn't really have the buffs even compared to the dark magic, which I kind of find myself <laughs> kind of shoehorned into picking dark magic due to the theme of the army. <laughs> um, the power of darkness, plus one strength characteristic until the start of the caster's next phase on the unit. That's a signature spell. 
Um, that one would also be pretty awesome in the like a wild rider, the big unit of wild riders with this with a wizard on a unicorn, something like that. Yeah, because the, the wild riders are fucking hideous hell at strength five. Strength six would be unreal. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's mostly magic missiles and attack spells. There is a leadership hex, which is pretty awesome, a la Doom of Darkness. Uh, targets all enemy units within 12 inches. They can't use Hold the Line or Inspiring Presence. And whenever one of them fails a leadership test, um, all target units are minus one leadership nice. as well. <laughs> and then it says it's cumulative with itself. So you can have like a cascading Shroud of Despair causing a real shitstorm there, bubs. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to stick with Shadow for the first run. Um, there's... W- <sighs> The buffs in here, there's plus one strength, but it's only the wizard's unit. There's a weapon skill, ballista skill buff, which is meh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the leadership's great. I can see myself trying it later. I think Shadow, it's got the buffs that matter. Strength, toughness, um, and then weapon skill, movement. Even movement, it's a big one Yeah. to cast. So. Keep those fucking fuckers that are coming at you quick from getting there as fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I'll be sticking with a single probably level four you could easily fit in two yeah uh, there's not enough dice to really not make that worthwhile in my opinion you're starting to spend a lot of points yeah i agree on for models that are sitting there pulling their pud <laughs> okay going on to the heroes i just want to talk about the twins nastra and airhan so i do have those a model built for them and i did use them previously and they're pretty pretty cool um, I used them on an eagle, but one thing that they removed is how they actually work <laughs> when they get attacked by shooting attacks. Yeah. So on the previous one, it said to, um, you know, you just dice off to see which ones hit for certain attacks. Sure. So it's kind of lacking that verbiage. So now nobody knows. The other thing, too, is, you know, they're on the eagle. So the eagle doesn't get attacked at all. And these the, the, the verbiage on here kind of talks as if the eagle could be killed from underneath them. Basically, they could ride an eagle or a dragon. Mm-hmm. They're pretty awesome on the eagle because they would both be toughness four, and then they would have three wounds each. And you have to be, you have to kill both of them in the same phase. Yeah. But with the, the way cannons work and stuff like that, I think both them of all. them. Yeah. yeah, I think both of them would be hit. Where before, they would always be alternated against. It would have to. Because the... Their special rule specifically stated how that worked. Right. So you just, I don't, it doesn't even really explain how to play. I mean, it's just like an independent unit of two characters <laughs> is how you're supposed to, to run it, I guess. Don't look at me, bro. <laughs> well, you're the only one here, man. <laughs> I would say fucking flying cavalry on the eagle and monster yeah. rider on the great, on the dragon. But they are a hero choice now, and they, they did drop by, you know, at least 100 points, I believe. <laughs> no shit. Um, they're kind of fun. The arrow, one of them is strength 5, d6 wounds, armor piercing, flaming. And the other one is 2d6, strength 1, poison shots. So, <laughs> And they get to reroll failed to hit rolls when shooting <laughs> if they ride the eagle. And they're both ballistic skill 6. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's kind of a cool way to potentially work a dragon into the hero slot. Yeah, I can see that. With a dragon, it'd be 575, though. Yeah, so that's 600, 2,400 points. You could sneak that in. It'd be hard to pull the BSB after that. (laughs) 
Dude, you run with that dragon, you don't need a BSB, dog. <laughs> all right. That's just wild. Remember that time you told us <laughs> about all those leadership checks you failed? <laughs> <laughs> Earlier in this podcast. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Suck a butt. Okay. Glade Captain, fucking strong as always. You're going to have the same old Glade Captain BSB <laughs> with uh, the Hail of Doom arrow. Yeah. So the Hail of Doom arrow, I don't know, it got kind of... On the one hand, it's strength four armor piercing now. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it moved to be a multiple shot weapon, I believe. Let me confirm that. So you get an yeah, extra so you minus get an one. Extra minus one. Yeah, that would make sense. But usually you're moving or you're in long range. Mm-hmm. More likely both, uh, both. Yeah. So before you'd always hit on twos with your shots. Yeah. And now it's unless you carefully plan it, basically you have to plan a turn ahead to make sure you didn't move and you're in short range. And then if you if you're that, you'll still hit on twos. Otherwise, you're hitting on threes. Mm. So twos compared to threes, there's like half as many shots are making it through. Yeah. Statistically, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I prefer the previous one, but strength four armor piercing. It gives you a minus two armor save shooting attack if it comes down to it. Get that spell off, increase the BS. Boom. Yeah, well, with Shadow, you go for the withering, and then basically, you know, one of those turns you're going to get withering off. Yeah. So you can all, you're just waiting basically for that two plus, two toughness two. And then you, then you whale them with the hail of doom arrow, John. You fucking nail them. That's the fucking strategy, huh? Yeah. Well, the best strategy with the hail of doom arrow is to always hold on to it as long as possible. Because it, when I played the wood elves before, and that are running away. Yeah, you like always that. something's about to hit the fan. There's some kind of gap in the line, and then they think they think they got one up on you. They're licking their lips with the light, and then you're like, boom, hail of doom, bitch. <laughs> So you're yeah. saying that's a better strategy than picking off some chaff turn one. Yeah, I never... I would agree with that. <laughs> I never... I think maybe one time I did it. Yeah. But I totally regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, man. Uh-huh. Uh, all my games, I've at the 1,250-point kind of store tourney. Did not remember to use the arrow of Kernos in a single <laughs> one, oh. which is a strength three hit on their general at the start. Uh, why not? It's fun. I my did take the uh, Starfire shafts though, which gives you plus one to wound, mm. and it counts as a flaming attack. Yeah, and you can kind of combo that if you don't have any other flaming shots with some of your uh, Glade Guard. Where I shot with the Starfire, wounded a Beast of Nurgle against Butch on a five plus, and I took away the regen. <laughs> then, and then I was able to unload with the Glade Guard. That was a one turn I killed a beast of Nurgle. <laughs> that little plan worked, but yeah, there's a lot of variables there. It's probably not going to happen too often. Or you need multiple uh, characters beast, with uh, yeah. that kind of thing. You're probably better off just taking a unit of Glade Guard just with the Banner of Eternal Flame. Yeah. Just with nothing. But that with these arrows, do you only get one shot with them per turn? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Well, I mean, if it's on a Glade Captain, yeah, yeah. he's got one shot. Sure. Oop. There's the Bow of Lauren, which can give you a shitload of normal shots, but you can't combo them with the arrows. Mm. Uh, so unless you take the Hail of Poon. Yeah. Spellsinger, level 2, level 1, any lore magic. So this was pretty crap before. I do have a Spellsinger model, 
It's yeah. one of the other dark elf, the plastic dark elf wizards, sure. sorceress chicks. And at one point, I was going to use a level one sorceress because he had to take the weird wood elf lore of Athel Lauren. Yeah. And just give her the ring of ruby <laughs> so she had something to get. <laughs> um, now, I probably still, I don't see myself taking one. I'm, I'm, I'd probably design a list around these, like maybe two or three level twos in yeah. a certain lore of magic. I don't like the level four and the level one combo right. or the level four and the level two just because there's never enough dice for the level two. Sure. And even spells like the wild form it takes three dice if you're close, four dice if they're more than 12 inches away. Yeah. And it's, you know, they're just rocking a plus one or plus two. It's easily dispelled. You only got one of them. So if it needs to go off, they'll just stop it. Or like with your beast list, you could take multiples. Sure. So if they stop one wild form, like oh another one, but... <laughs> Yeah, the plus one to cast is nice, though. Why can't you take the multiples woods? of the same lore here, then? No, you can. Okay. But you're, but you're not, you're not generating dice, dice yeah. the way that the beasts are. Okay. And these guys are a little more vulnerable, but you can't give them longbows. Nice. Yeah. If right. I did take a unicorn on the Spellsinger, that's kind of a cool idea. Makes her toughness for three wounds. Unicorn has magic resistance, too. So you can pop her in with the Wild Riders or the... Sisters, sure. Uh, of the thorn, uh, that might be fun. Something to do in the future. I don't have any big unicorn models. I turned all my wild rider horses into unicorns by giving them a little. <laughs> but a unicorn apparently is a horse that's twice as wide as a regular horse. <laughs> it's true, bro. You it's didn't the know same that. length, but it's twice as wide. It's like a Wisconsin horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couple new hero choices: Shadow Dancer. Yeah, awesomely overpointed. <laughs> Hundred points. Sixty points to be a level one wizard. Yeah. Hilarious. Waystalker. Don't see myself using that right away. The Branch Wraiths. I think these could be fun. Basically, they're ten points more than they used to be. Yeah. They're fucking leadership nine. That's oh, awesome. Man. You could do a real low low point army with a couple of just like a Branch Wraith leading you with leadership nine. Um. But then they come as a level one lore of life. <laughs> so you could load up on maybe four or five of these fuckers in the yeah. hero slot. Go lower beasts with a level four. So you got some of the, the character buffs can work on these little fuckers. And then uh, yeah. to boot, you'll have most of the lore of life spells. A good shot at dwellers and some other juicy. A bubble of uh, savage beasts on fucking... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they got guys. hatred. They'd have six strength, seven attacks each, weapon skill okay. six. <laughs> yeah, that'd and be pretty If it comes bad. down to it, there's 75-point road bumps, Yeah, too. So not too bad. Um, but, again, that's lore of life. So I'm, I don't think I'll be doing that <laughs> to start with just because I'm all burnt out. <laughs> You're all blown out in the back door? I'm all fucking blown out <laughs> in the back door. You fucking slut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Gladeguard and Core. Yeah. What about these guys? Did you take them before? I did. Are you going to take them still? I believe I will. Only because you have them painted or because they're a decent choice? (laughs) No, they're a decent choice. Okay. And actually, I kind of like, um, well, the poison, the headbang tips are kind of what I'm leading towards after my experience against Butch's Beast of Nurgle. I mean, no matter... The true flight arrows were pretty fun. You get a boatload of hits. Yeah. But 
Just don't wound toughness five. <laughs> yeah, going up against toughness five, even toughness four. Hagman gives you poison. Gives you poison. Okay. Yeah, and it's the same points. And then um, I don't know. Maybe with Laura Shadow though, and the withering potential. The True Flight edge them out a little bit. I think they do regardless against yeah. most opponents, according to Curry's arrow table. What's True Flight? Like plus one to hit? You never get penalties to hit. Oh, no shit. So you can move. Range doesn't mean fuck. Mm-hmm. Cover. Kiss my ass. Yeah, and I think the the Higbanes are nice. The True Flights are good, too. I'm, I'm kind of glad the pricing works out on them, just because if you take the True Flights, it's... You can move like you used to before because, mm-hmm. I don't know, some of this, some of the shooting changes kind of make it the Wood Elves a little more one-dimensional, a little more boring, where before you get no penalty for moving, mm-hmm. so you're always kind of shuffling around, moving forward, and then you're always trying to get within short range for to get the strength four. Oh, strength four, yeah. So those two options, I think, worked really well in the old book to make the shooting really interesting where you're on one end you're trying to maneuver out of charge arcs and stuff like that but then you're also trying to get closer to where you're going to get that strength four bonus sure. so it's not just you know a gun line where you're sitting on the line where <laughs> you know if you took the double shots or even the poison tips or any one of these really you're not you're just going to want to sit on your baseline and not move if you don't have to right so but since true flights are you know they point out to be you know, one of the more competitive choices. Hopefully, you'll still see a lot of the kind of running gun that you used to see with the Wood Elves before. Um, but I've kind of, I'm thinking I might do a unit of True Flight, a unit of Poison, and then I'm thinking just a unit, just buy them, uh, a unit of just regular ones with no upgrades at all, mm-hmm. and just like a flaming banner. Yeah to go with. So you got a, a flaming option in there, and then that just gives you a few, a few more bodies. Um, I could go for a big unit of that. I don't know. Everything's so expensive yeah. that these dudes um, are just having more bodies with nothing kind of can make up for the reduced firepower. But even ballistic skill four armor piercing, that's still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty solid. What a lot of high elf players take in core. So do these guys go up or down in points? They're twelve. They're now? the same same cost as before. Okay. But you didn't have the option for upgraded arrows. Yeah, you didn't before. have any of those arrows. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'll probably be sticking with them, trying a little bit of each, seeing what I like. Uh, the one thing I do like, uh, what I really enjoy about the new Woodolf book is you got the Glaygard and Core, and they're pretty good shooters. You got the Scouts in Special, which they're only a point more. You get Skirmish, and you get Scout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so point for point, you'd rather have the Scouts. And they get the same upgrades. They can't take a magic banner, but they have everything else. Um, but then, just because it comes from special, that could kind of throw a you know a wrench into things. And then in rare, you've got the Way Watchers at 20 points a pop. Kind of expensive, Ooh. but Blister Skill 5, they're Scouts. And then they have the special shooting options where they can double <laughs> shot or they can shoot with no armor save. Yeah. So... What I like about it is, you know, there isn't just one good shooting unit in in rare or core or special. So you can, like, if Glade Guard were hands down the best shooting unit, 
then that's all you would see in core. You'd never see Eternal Guard, Glade Riders, or anything else. Sure. But now you have the option, if you want to load up on those, you can still get all your shooting and special and rare. Or if you want to load up on the Tree Men, it's it's okay if you don't have the Waywatchers. You can load up on the Scouts in special or the Glade Guard in core. Or if you want to load up on special units and forego the Scouts, it's okay because you still you know have the shooting yeah, units. and the options. Yeah, so... I really like that they balance that within it. I mean, the balance within this book overall, I think, is pretty awesome compared to, like, the Demon book. My main complaint wasn't about the overall power level, which, you know, it's a great book, but just internally, if you make it's the Nurgle stuff choices. so stupidly, yeah. you have a lot of choices that are so stupidly better than the others. And they're all then you're, Yeah, then you're, you know, it's more boring for everybody because then you, you're going to be playing against that same kind yeah. of army where I think with the Wood Elves um, you might see some popular choices but I don't think anything is ruled out sure. by any stretch of the imagination the fucking Waywatchers though 20 points each no save one fucking wound dude <laughs> <laughs> one wound 20 points yeah, no Wild Riders save. 26 points one wound! One wound! you got to be shitting me. <laughs> yeah. I could see, I mean, loading up on Glaygard, you could be done. Loading up on Wave Watchers, you could do two units of 15, that's 600 points. Goddamn Glade Rider, six points cheaper than a fucking Senegore. That's fucking <laughs> bullshit. And they shoot. Yeah. God, this chaps my ass. Okay, well, let's talk about the Glade Riders. All right, let's do it. 19 um, goddamn points. Yeah, so units, 95 points. They got the Azrai Spear. Which is armor piercing. Yeah. ASF. So it's actually pretty decently hitty uh, for a chaffy unit. They got the longbows. Come in on strength foe. Mm-hmm. Fast cav, forest stalkers, and their ambushers. What's a forest stalker give them? Means they get to reroll once to wound in close combat in a wood. Oh, shit. And they get to attack with one extra rank in, in shooting in close combat in a wood. Jesus. <laughs> and then they don't suffer dangerous terrain penalties for the wood. That's a lot of fucking special rules wrapped up in two words. Forest Stalker. That's okay. The whole army have Forest Stalker then? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All these the guys are fun. I, I think I want to build up a unit of them. Probably two. Just yeah. Because whenever you have ambushers, you want to take two units. <laughs> um, like if you wanted to forego the Eagles or any kind of scouting unit, these would be fun. Sure. Sometimes, I don't know, playing against a lot of people. You probably don't want your scout units to be too close to, like, their war machines or anything anyways. They're probably going to have those avenues covered. Yeah. It's a little different with a unit of man-eaters. You don't mind dropping those things 12 inches away from yeah. <laughs> whatever. But your 20-point one-wound models, you don't want, you're really not going to be putting your scouts anywhere near. No. You're certainly not going to be wanting to try to get into close combat with all those points you spent on the shooting upgrades for those units so yeah that's a damn good uh, point the eagles great for hanging back learn my lesson keep it behind the lines don't try to kill war machines <laughs> so the glade riders i think just cheap cheap as they are 95 points coming on the table no um, upgrades you're not gonna go five points a model for some arcane botkins <laughs> <laughs> well they're actually i mean you could it would be a good unit for maybe like the Moonfire shots or the Starfires, where yeah. you don't have to buy 10, 10 models worth. You're only buying five models worth. Yeah, if you just needed to get like one flaming shot off the... Yeah, if you didn't want to go with the Banner of Eternal Flame sure. on a unit, because I don't believe it's compatible with the Magic Arrows. No, I'm sure it's not. Um, but even 
these guys could take a magic standard, so you could take the Banner of Eternal Flame. Um, but that'd be work out to two points per model, where the Starfire uh, is four points. Yeah. And you get plus one to wound, which is decent. It's pretty solid. Against the forces of <laughs> destruction. Ooh, see they're drawing some more strict lines along that kind of stuff with the new rules, yeah. too. Yeah, I think pretty much all the, the best armies are destruction. Yeah, turns out. Warriors, Dark Elves. Demons. Demons. What do we, what do we got that's good? That's good. Bretonians. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. <laughs> well, like the good armies, they're kind of weedy anyway, so the plus one to wound isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe you're wounding them on threes then instead of twos. But because yeah. like the high elves, empire, the brats, all T three, the yeah. lizard men. I mean, the source are T four, but you'll probably be shooting at other things besides yeah. them. Yeah, T four, but they're fucking pushover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, ninety five points. You know, it's too bad that they are ambushers. Maybe it is better off that they are. Otherwise, you could see a ton of fast cav armies. Well, I mean, I that means you have to ambush them. Yeah, you, it's not optional, my dog. Fuck. Fucking shit. I'm gonna look that up in the FAQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, dryads. Remember these little bastards? Yeah, I remember them all. Find the little. They're still pretty badass. Man units. No more fucking skirmish, buddy. No skirmish. Lost a point of strength. Oh, I didn't notice that. Till I believe now. they lost a point of initiative as well. Let me double check that. Yeah, they used sure to be initiative did, yeah. six. I seem to recall running my harpies in there and getting skunked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. The harpy initiative was always the same as the wild riders. So I'd always get annoyed. Because <laughs> they would kill like half of the wild rider. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but they did pick up hatred yeah. for spirit. I mean, I don't know. I think I'd almost really have a five plus ward that's conditional. Uh, yeah. Compared to a six plus all the time. They same points at 11? They're a point cheaper than they used to be. Okay. Um, I still think the old ones were better. Yeah, skirmish. The strength is huge. Nice little chaffy, little fighty, fighty units can fight off other models. Chaff units. Yeah. Have a shot against razor gores and the like. You fucking take like fifty of these bros and you put them in a horde. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad, Lars. You know, Lord, going back to that lower shadow, you can do it. Uh, I guess you'd have to take a look if you're going to take them to a tournament at what the fortitude rules were. Yeah. Um. It's not too big of a deal. I mean, you're going to have multiple Glaguard units probably regardless. Or if not, you might have scout units. Or It's not a super big deal. I mean, it'd be nice for having Muzo for the Swift reforms and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know. People run big po- big blocks of ghouls just fine, and they can't take musician or standard. These dudes are almost identical to Yeah, they're close gore, to gore, yeah. Except for weapon skill. Like, that's the only real one that's going to affect it. No, gore no, weapon uh, skill four. They're both move five, weapon skill four, strength oh, yeah. three, T four. The gore initiates three. And, and they leader have seven. Leadership seven, and their base, one attack, but they can get additional hand weapon. So right. that kind of counteracts it. And then... I think they're like two points cheaper, primal though. Primal Furies, I think better mm-hmm. than Hatred. Yeah, I'd say so. So the Forest Spirit, Fear, Immune to Psych, and a six plus war for... How much is Gore with additional? Seven? I think it's eight. Eight. Okay, for... Well, maybe for an extra three points. I don't think it's so. It's not too outrageously price. Uh, but Fear, Munisyke, and Forest Spirit aren't super great rules. No. Where's <laughs> Primal Fury? Is pretty yeah, I wish we could get some gore. <laughs> Can I just get some gore in core? You could, bro. Just take fucking Beastmen. Gore core? 
All right, that's the fucking dryads. Yeah, still a decent option um, though. That's so I got, I got about they're fighty. I think I have thirty of them. Yeah. So maybe I try a thirty man unit, three hundred thirty points. That's a pretty good. When I do run the horrors, I kind of try to keep them smaller. About thirty ish is more than about as You're not many maximizing as I want to your potential. I know. I know. <laughs> I run him lean, John. I run him lean. <laughs> I'm gonna run a horde of gore into your fucking horde of dryads, point for point. See where it comes out. Well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> All I gotta do is fail fear of primal fury, bro. I'm just gonna if I can do it in the woods. Wait, no, then I'm not steadfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're all right. Um, the strength three, not too big of a deal because you're gonna have a lot of potential armor i mean if you're running way watchers or arcane bodkins you're gonna have a lot of stuff piercing armor anyways yeah. so you can use these guys they were still pretty scary when it was strength four or i5 oh yeah don't don't get me wrong i prefer <laughs> the strength four but um you're still I mean, gonna everything play these bows? Has, everything has armor piercing yeah i mean you're still gonna take these guys um yeah i might try a if I if I do have thirty, I might have twenty four. I might have thirty. If I have thirty, I'll give them a shot. Okay, twenty four is a little small. Yeah, if uh, you're gonna hard them up. Otherwise, I did use a ten man unit actually in the twelve fifty point tournament. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned that. No, you they're kind of nice because they're immune to psych. Uh, you can join other characters with them, so I can like pop the wizard in there, and I don't have to worry about her getting panicked off or anything like that. That's solid. Um, I'm fucking wizard bunker, bro. They're T four six plus ward. I mean, they're probably one of the more resilient things <laughs> in the book compared to all the elf options. Yeah. So I don't think they're too out of line. I think a lot of people will probably give them a shot because they, they have, have a, they have a shitload of them yeah. laying around. <laughs> uh, all right. What about Eternal Guard? Did you ever use Umbros? No, I've got the models, and I kind of been waiting to do them up. Yeah. I mean, the old ones were so shitty, so so shitty. They were pretty lame. Yeah. Yeah. I I just can't emphasize enough how <laughs> shitty they were. <laughs> Fucking. Um, we're gonna bring back the Hall of Shit here. <laughs> <laughs> but these, I, I can't complain. I mean, uh, a core unit that's weapon skill five. Yeah. And they're all nice. stubborn. And they got a armor piercing, ASF, um, niche five, move five. I mean, just the the stubborn and the good weapon skill. Dude, if you're gonna way, fucking, way more than I ex- expected yeah. to get. Out if you're of gonna these hoard guys. someone up, you fucking take these guys over dry. Yeah, and leadership point nine base. Point. You could take a magic standard. Mm-hmm. You could take a shield. Yeah. But you come with light armor, so at least you're getting a five up. Yeah, point for point, these guys are probably where you want to go. You'll probably be re-rolling misses most turns. Spear gives you armor piercing? Yep. Nice. So that gives you an extra pip in their favor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely see doing a unit of these guys. I mean, if you go 40, you have to kill every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, that's 440 points. And then since the scout shooting's good, the Waywatcher shooting's good, it, if you want to use all your core points on a, on a big Eternal Guard unit, I yeah. mean, you still have a... You can still get a little Glade Guard unit, but it's not a it's not a super big deal, uh, which is great. <laughs> Just being able to, if you want the shooting, you can get it. Sure. And, um, yeah. I don't see myself going nothing but shooting. I don't know. That game against Butch, it didn't matter how many sucks. fucking shots I had. <laughs> Three hundred, six beasts of Nurgle were able to clean, clean me up. Yeah. So I don't, I think you're going to find, you're going to run into that problem more often than not. And the other thing, too, is... When you're going up against other people shooting, you're spending so many points on each of the... You know, the cheapest dudes are 
you know, if you go naked, they're 12 points. Most people are going to probably get a magic arrow up to 15. Uh, and then, you know, fireball, a medium-sized fireball can wipe out like 100 points of Glade Guard <laughs> <laughs> super easily. Yeah. <laughs> Ward answers. Yeah, skip the Rangers. They're essentially... Yeah. No, I, I like the Rangers, dude. You do? Why the fuck are you going out of order then, bitch? Uh, Made me come across this table. Just to fuck you up. <laughs> I'm going alphabetically. Uh, You're going. I'm going in order at a book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Rangers. Wildwood Rangers. They're also 11 points. They are. Peace. Guardians of the Wildwood is their special rule and immune to psych mm-hmm. on top of the usual bullshit. Great weapons with the ASF. So striking initiative order, no rerolls. Uh, initiative five, strength five. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Actually, I don't know, point for point, Eternal Guard was a Ranger. Uh, you go ranger because you have great weapons. Yeah, but if you got some magic, John, you got some magic that you're using? <laughs> yeah, I think you might. <laughs> yeah, I see. I think this could be fun. A big unit of choppy motherfuckers. I mean, it's a hornet's nest. You're going to take damage no matter what. Do they come out with models for these they guys? Are weedy. Yep, they got the plastic ones. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to have to dig through the book yeah. here. Yeah. I ain't really looked at it. The main thing these guys are perfect for is all the elven double armies out there. For your high elf, dark elf combos, or your wood elf, dark elf, or your yeah. wood elf, high elf, dark <laughs> combo. This will keep you covered right here, your multi-purpose model. I do like the models a lot. Um, they got those kind of glaives, and I could see myself, I mean, they look pretty brutal yeah. in my paint scheme with the kind of the mono, mono browns and just the th- these big bloody blades kind of <laughs> mixing it up. Sure. 40 of them. 30 of them, 330, 40, 440, plus command. You can take a magic banner as well. Yeah, a little more fragile than the guard because, you know, they have to kill all the guard where the rangers, yeah. I know that's kind of a tough call now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, but if you load up on Glade Guard and Core and you want a fighty block unit, definitely the rangers are fine. Um, you might want to, that might push you more towards lower life or if you're already going lower life with like a bunch of branch rays or the tree men or stuff like that just the plus two toughness spell yeah would be pretty dope and or the regrowths would be pretty awesome on them uh, okay the word answers how do they change the word answers these guys are supposed to be the badasses of badasses weapon skill six bro niche six yeah their stats are the same as before. They lose ward answer weapons, which gave them plus one strength. Mm. And in return, I don't know, they gained... They have a dance that can do a three-plus ward save instead of a four. Um, they are skirmish, so they do benefit from all the wood elf wooded special rules. I think if you tailored your list with the Acorn of Ages item which allows you to drop a D3 extra forest on the board <laughs> in addition to whatever forests are there and the free Wood Elf forest that you get normally. And these are all the GW forests officially. Yeah, they have to be. <laughs> and um, so I borrowed Butch's one. I just traced it out. It almost takes up an entire 8.5 by 11 piece of paper. It's pretty <laughs> close. These are monstrous forests. But if you know that if that's where you're running... You could do some interesting stuff yeah. if you know for sure your battle line is going to be in a forest because uh, these guys will be stubborn. You can go really skinny with them, mm-hmm. like one or two wide, and you still get a bucket load of attacks. So they might be fun. You can get five for 75 points. Um, 
I don't see myself going for like a war dancer star. Twenty of them would be three, three hundred points. And they don't seem very scary. What do the dances do? Uh, well, same as before. One's a three plus ward. Yeah. One removes the enemy's rank bonus. If it was removed steadfast, that'd be fucking awesome. Pretty good. Uh, so three plus ward, remove ranks, plus one attack. So they go from one attacks to two attacks. <laughs> and then they have whirling death, which is armor piercing and killing blow. That one's all right. The other ones are pretty meh. Yeah. Strength three is really not intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know you could hold something up pretty well. If you're in a forest... They come in, you got a three-plus ward. Yeah, in that case, um, solid. As long as your dice are on, you can hold everything. And then <laughs> well, you you know, figure, oh, it's a man, the five. following turn, you just you know, kind of hope that you killed everything already. Countercharge, bro. Countercharge. Yeah, so I think they have their uses. Could be fun. I've got, I think, seven of them painted up. I'm not sure if I'll be working them out. Probably not going to work them into the first list that I've come up with. Yeah, I don't think I blame you. Next up is Treekin. Treekin. 45 points. Yeah, so I used two units of five previously. I might still use two units of five just because they're so tough. And maybe they're, if you are using the True Flight Arrows, Glaguard unit, these guys are a really great screen in front of them. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is... Strength four. Strength four. Yeah. Not that many attacks. Inish three. Yeah, the the Treekin before had a problem actually with static combat res. If they flubbed all their attacks, sometimes if they just had a bunch of ranks, yeah, ranks and flanks, they could be broken and run down. So yeah, definitely not as good as before. Ten points cheaper though. Yeah. I still could see maybe one unit. Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards one unit. Little three packs, 135 points each. Also cheap. I mean, they just contrast so much. I mean, compared, I mean, we'll get to Wild Riders, where they just hit like a ton of bricks, but <laughs> single fireball could make you start crying. <laughs> Deepwood Scouts? Yeah, we talk about the Scouts. I like the Scouts. Skirmishers, arrow yeah, upgrades. Being able to move, shoot 360, basically, move 10 inches. What gives them deploy. that? The bow? Skirmish. The... Oh, because you can reform. Yeah. And just being able to put them where, wherever they want. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I could see going. Big unit of Eternal Guard, some Dryads, and then a couple units of Scouts and Core with Hagbane Arrows. Maybe some True Flight. I don't know. This ain't so, fucking Core, man. So many fucking options. <laughs> Warhawk Riders. I've got three of these fucking things. They got better. They gained a wound. The Warhawks have a killing blow on the charge. <laughs> Just because. Uh, yeah, cheaper. Predator's descent. The issue is, for some reason, they're deciding that the Warhawk Riders themselves are just like normal elves. Instead of, you think like you would take some kind of special like badass elf with like yeah. better stats <laughs> to like go up there and tame the whatever fucking Warhawks. Mighty Warhawk. <laughs> the mighty fucking Warhawk <laughs> and ride it into battle. Because if it... If it was like a wild rider on top of the Warhawk, weapon skill five, frenzy, devastating charge, that'd be a pretty cool little utility unit yeah. for wiping stuff up. And now it's kind of like a weird <laughs> thing. I don't know. I might still use them. I don't. I've got those. I'm using these Moratai Pegasus riders. Mm-hmm. So I really like the idea of them, a unit of Pegasus riders and <laughs> like an elf army because they have the Pegasi, but. You know, they don't have the units of them like those Bretonians. <laughs> but 4,535 points. 
Yeah, it's not too bad. Oh, they're fucking super versatile. Yeah, they're, they're better than they were before, and I kind of made them work. Maybe they're still overpointed by 10 points a model or something, but if you take one unit like that, you can easily get away with something like that. Sisters of the Thorn. 26 points per model. Okay. One okay. wound! <laughs> <laughs> one fucking wound, dude! 26 points. All right, mm-hmm. sorry. At least they got a steed under them. <laughs> yeah. These are interesting. <laughs> I don't really see myself doing up a unit of these guys, actually. I mean, the I don't know. They got the javelins. So you've got these kind of interesting short-range shooting attacks. Mm-hmm. Well, you got bucket loads of shooting elsewhere in the list. That ain't 26 points a model yeah. with one fucking wound. In combat, they're kind of, I don't know, they're basically like a glade, glade rider. Uh, a little bit worse. If they charge in, they don't have spears or anything. They just have hand weapons. They're poison. They got a they're black steed. briar javelin, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, they got the four plus ward, which makes them resilient for sure. This is like the answer to the prologs, right? I don't equivalent think it is. to the prolog, maybe. Well, it's perfect for all the combo armies. Yeah to work with so maybe i will do a unit up that way so just you, so i have some brolocks when i do my dark elf wood elf army i'm never <laughs> playing against that <laughs> uh they could take a 50 point magic standard not that there's any out there you'd want to take <laughs> and then the spells they do get i mean it, basically you're like a level two wizard for free almost for the way the points come out mm-hmm. and but you're getting curse of Andrea minus one to hit and causes dangerous terrain on a one or a two. Yeah. It has its units. It's a high casting cost. And then Shield of Thorns, the eh. crunchy turd yeah. on the grassy <laughs> floor of the forest <laughs> of the Lore Life spell deck. <laughs> so instead of picking the awesomest spells and letting you cast them wide open with no repercussions, they picked shitty spells. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they should have come with wild form and dwellers <laughs> that would have been sweet <laughs> but for the oh, internal balance i mean it's fine i think it's you can definitely take a unit or two of these these are more if you just want a fast cav unit to use and you don't like the glade riders you can use these guys yeah um you could use a big unit of 10 maybe with characters and stuff in there I mean, it could be resilient. Put a unicorn in there. Got your two plus ward versus. That's a but then you're not the really. <laughs> you don't really have a good combat unit. You got a mediocre kind of shooty unit. You're but not really survival. casting spells. I mean, it's survivable is, against demons. Is the thing. It's maneuverable <laughs> and it's survivable against the things. Maybe that's good enough. Maybe that's all you want. Yeah. Is to put your level four in a place that's safe, generally speaking, and this might be a, a good spot if you take something like ten of them. Uh, it's still pretty cheap. But I'm kind of leaning more towards the Wild Riders. So they're also 26 points a month. Yeah, same points as before. And it was interesting because before they had plus one attack when they weren't charging because they kind of had, like, additional hand weapons. Yeah. And now they have plus one attack when they are charging. <laughs> then they got Frenzy on top of it. They got an armor-piercing spear. So three strength five ASF. Two strength four from the steed. So just a boatload of attacks. On the downside, five plus armor save. You can upgrade to a shield, which I think you definitely want to do just to help you weather those strength four potential you, magic missiles coming in so i'm gonna have to you lose your fast cab though right no 
used to be. There would be a special thing that said you lost your fast uh, cav. If you, you can take shields, but if you do, you lose the fast cavalry rule. More fucking power creep, dude. <laughs> this is right here. <laughs> yeah. So these guys are awesome. Awesome hitty. Yeah. And then just awesomely big weenies when they get hit. So it's the fucking glass kind of hammer. Shoot. Yeah, it's total glass hammer. But you could totally take three units of, of five. We were talking... Before 130 points for a chaff unit um, for the old Wild Riders was kind of meh. 130 points for a unit of these things were... That will run into something to do Yeah, they damage. have to pay attention to them because yeah. they could definitely go in, do some damage, and wear something down. Mm-hmm. Or just being on the flanks makes you not want to move out at all. So I think we'll, like, we'll, we're going to have a lot of fun with these boys. <laughs> probably, I'm probably going to take a unit... Of ten, yeah. So I think, and maybe, I think a unit of ten. Yeah, I could even see three units of ten. I'm not gonna do that because that's too many fucking models to do up. <laughs> but um, ten, you can still take some shooting, and then I mean, because you just need you need to deliver five or six of them into base contact. Yeah. And then they can rip something up. So if you can make sure you have that many when you get there, you're good. Sure. Even ten, running something like ten wide or something. Just completely maximizing your attacks. I mean, you're not losing that many points if they do get killed. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how people use these <laughs> and how people respond. I think organ guns kill them pretty good. Yeah, I know that. Wait yourself. <laughs> um, okay. Right. So definitely some decent choices in special, whichever way you want to go. If you want to go the fast cab route or the shooting, you can do that. Rare, we got the way watchers. These guys are pretty dope, I have to say. I'll have to check and see how many. I do have a big, because I bought a couple Wood Elf lots. Yeah. And I know I've got some Waywatchers in there somewhere. What's the Hawkeye Archer give them? Hawkeye Archer, that's what gives them either the multiple shots too. Okay. Or the no armor save. No fucking armor save. At all, yeah, yeah. Nice. One single yeah. shot of no armor save. Let's go five. But so it's a little better than the Arcane Bodkins, which are just a minus three. 20 fucking points for one wound yeah, with no fucking save. These are even worse than the, yeah. than the Wild Riders. At least a mounted guy gets a uh, extra attack from a critter. Armor save. Six plus. Six yeah. plus. At least. Trees. Well, they're not four spirits anymore, but yeah. they've still got a six plus ward. So, yeah, I could see people maxing these fucking things out. In yeah, no core. armor save is fucking gross. Yeah, dude. against the right armories, they'll do a lot. Too bad you uh, can't take... Uh, Upgraded arrows. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, Firebelly, 3d6, strength 4. Yeah. Just made a couple tough. hundred points. <laughs> Basically, 20 points for every 3-plus you roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you still got to catch them all by the end to get the points. So. Mm-hmm. But, oh, keeping them, I guess I'd probably keep them in the back. I wouldn't try to get them too close. But there's scouts who got to put them in my fucking sword. <laughs> They got two hand weapons to boot. So if you're running lower shadow, so even if they get into contact, you could like just fucking drop a mind razor, kill everybody in base contact before you <laughs> before anything goes down. Mm-hmm. Done and fucking done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eagles one plus same as before. Well, the one plus wasn't the same, but the rest of the stats they don't get any of the upgrade options like the high elf eagles. Eh, it's kind of weird, but, but keep some cheap. Fuck it. Yeah, the unit option is kind of weird because basically there's no reason to ever take more than one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could take two 
which is kind of unique. But then if you take three, you might as well just take a Warhawk Rider unit because the Warhawks... Are cheaper. <laughs> five points cheaper, and they have an armor save. They have uh, armor piercing. They have More a tags. bow. They have killing blow on the charge. They have the forest stalker <laughs> rules on top of it. And then they're also they're, they're uh, flying cavalry, so they get to make a vanguard. So, yeah. These bows <laughs> are just one plush, so those comp dickweeds can fuck around and make you take one unit of one and one unit of two to save comp points. <laughs> That's why Sons those guys bitches. are one plus. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, don't take two. <laughs> you'll definitely fail that panic check when the first one is slain. Tree man, I got two of these fucking things. Drop from, what was it? 285 points to 225, oh 60 points, and then 20 for the strangle roots. I'm just offended right now. <laughs> well, Based on where Beastman monsters Gained a are. weapon skill. Gained six ballistic skill. It used to be BS0. Still initiative dick. Initiative two. That's the same. Lost the strength. Lost the strength, John. Nice. And they got wider, too. All the tree men are, I think, 75 wide now. <laughs> Good. So they're getting more attacks coming in against them. Yeah. Kind of what I liked the before about them was... They were resilient, and then there's just skinny little dudes. So yeah. you know, you never got that many attacks against them, anyways. You're saying you're not going to field these guys now? Um, I could see myself maybe running two, two units of two. Stubborn nine? Didn't they used to be leader eight? Yeah, they we... used to be leadership eight. Yeah. So stubborn nine is pretty awesome. Yeah. Because then you can. It's a lot more bankable without the re-roll, where basically uh, one try at Leadership A was a guaranteed failure. <laughs> right. <laughs> As I've learned Roger over, over the years, <laughs> yeah, with the man-eater, my, my lone Dogs of War man-eater, <laughs> Leadership A, with no re-roll, made it about 10% of the time. <laughs> yeah, so Strangle Root. I probably will still take that. It's not as good as it was before. Basically, before you would get four to six strength four hits that automatically hit. You didn't have to roll the wound now. You're you D6 plus one strength five hits, but it's multiple shots. You have to move. You know, there's a range modifier uh, on top yeah. of it. So you might be looking at getting one or two strength five hits through when all said and done. Um, so yeah. maybe maybe there's six. something, something for something solid. for keeping it cheap. Yeah, but yeah, the for the scampering and stuff, I think it's always have handy to have the strangle root around. Yeah. All um, right, man. That's all of it. Yeah. I think it sounds pretty cool, dude. I'm pretty intrigued by these fucking bros. Yeah, probably. So far, even even though I played in that tourney, the little tourney with the new models, I'm still gonna stick with the demons through Quake City. I want to see those guys through, and then yeah. I'll probably still use demons for North Star because I haven't taken the demons to North Star before. Sure. And then I think the demons are just a pretty good matchup against the wood elves, if there's a lot of wood elves. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, as you experience. As I experience. <laughs> where um, wood elf versus wood elf games should be interesting. Yeah. They're just going to be fucking arrow fests. <laughs> where one wild rider gets in and kills whole units. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to be both ASF. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, overall, the internal balance... 
I can't really complain. Well, that I mean, seems there's stronger so, than it used to to me. So many options. I, the president with the arrows is pretty cool. Maybe the next edition of Dwarves. They'll have whole units with magic hammers doing <laughs> Back various Back to things. the glory days of Dwarves. <laughs> whole unit runic armor, runic weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just the magic differences, the different kinds of shooting, the way it's balanced between core, special, and rare. Yeah, I can't ask for much more. <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah, other than uh, Dwellers and <laughs> Wisson's Wild Form on the fucking... Yeah, it's one thing that they we really needed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. I'm excited to try in the different Lords of Magic, seeing what's work. Yeah, I think that, that alone makes them just... If the army was stale, not anymore, because you can fucking mm-hmm. do some lot, lot of fun shit. Was there any magic items that were at all worth... You did talk about the Acorn of Ages. Yeah, 100 points... That's pretty funny. You'd be dropping, if you rolled the D3 right, you'd be dropping four fucking forests on a table. Yeah, and they'd be massive. Yeah. They, they just do scatter, but you could probably make a nice little wall. Uh, <laughs> That's insane. Jumping out at me. I mean, the Helm of the Hunt's still in. Gives you devastating charge, plus one weapon skill, 20 points. That's a nice little item, but... Um, you have to put it on a hero that's otherwise probably going to get his ass kicked. So you probably want to yeah. wouldn't be giving him this to make him hit or you'd be giving him two plus armor save. I think is probably what you'd be doing or a heavy armor to combo with a steed and a shield for a three up or something like that. Sure, it looks like the only access to tree singing now is through a magical stave. Yeah. And it's kind of annoying because they actually lose a spell if they take it to gain the tree singing. <laughs> Maybe if the tree singing was in addition, but you can't tree surf like you used to. Um, you get to move the tree further, uh, and then the attack spell version of it is a little better. 2d6 strength 4 versus d6 strength 5. Yeah, I don't see myself using it. Nah. The moonstone actually like- is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah? Because you can use it more than once. So if you combat that with the Acorn of Ages... I mean, if you take the Moonstone, I think you take the Acorn as well. Acorn's 100 fucking points, dude. So you have a big pile of trees all over, <laughs> and then you just jump from turn to turn. you just never be able to get you. I just set up on every forest with a unit and just wait for it yeah. to happen. Come on. Let's <laughs> come on through. Uh, well, you probably have to be completely in, so it'd be easy to block you out. Yeah, they have to be wholly within... That's true. Um, the skirmish units take up a lot of space. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, a horde would take up a shit ton of space. The, Something too deep would take up. Like a unit of sisters. Well, these are big forests, though, the yeah. GW ones. Sure. If it was the old, like, basically five-inch, you know, CD-sized forest right. that it used to be, you know, it would be pretty fair but for these big fucking things yeah i don't know i don't see too much coming from it though because you can park one unit in there and now you're not going to get two units wholly in there you know so like if i put my little ungor unit in there you can't fucking pop a unit into there yeah i think you can definitely play against that yeah the one thing you know in closed list tournaments it could be a little frustrating to try to have to plan for it always. Sure. Even if it's not there or brain freezing <laughs> and just forgetting about it completely for a turn or two and then... Pfft, they're in your flank. <laughs> like, yeah, or you're about to get them and then they're just, you know, gone. Like you could lose the whole battle for an oversight like that. Yeah. Like spending a, basically an entire game with a unit trying to get something that you're, you're never going to be able to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, so definitely just having that item on the list... 
makes things a lot more interesting, sure. even if you're not rocking it. But, yeah, tons of options. I think you'll see a lot of Weight Watchers out there to start with. I know the models are pretty expensive on eBay right about now. <laughs> I bet, dude. So maybe I should put mine up, see if I can... Score a couple G's off this one? Couple, couple of fucking solid G's. <laughs> Roger's cheap-ass segment postponed while I sell these bad boys. <laughs> yeah, don't think you can go too wrong with anything in there. Um, it'll be interesting to see, because we don't see a lot of gun lines around here. No, you don't. But at least the Wood Elves will be a mobile gun line, so it's a little bit more interesting than just a static, you know, line of Empire handgunners sure. that you just walk across. <laughs> they don't panic you, and then you kill them. Well, there's <laughs> going to be a lot more movement involved. Um, but yeah, it could potentially be some frustrating games for for folks if they're going up against a lot of scouts, ambushers, fast cal, that kind of thing. If you don't take that into consideration when building your list, so I think it's something that people will be looking towards more going forward. Just because people love Wood Elves. The people have been waiting for years to break <laughs> these fucking things out. So, yeah. you know, there's going to be a ton. And then, I don't know, trying to prepare for Wood Elves isn't too bad of a way to prepare for High Elves and Dark Elves and those kind of lists as well. So, sure. It's definitely something to keep in mind. Maybe the Ruby Ring, something you definitely want to throw in there now. Just any kind of magic missiles, I think, are going to be a lot more useful than they have in the past compared to some of the. Like the lore of death, yeah. I don't think is going to be as big. Well, with all these weedy chaff fuckers running around, yeah, that's going to be a good call. I don't know. It'll be fun. Looking forward to getting some games in at some point after uh, wrap up with the demons here. But I'm definitely looking forward to doing some new models. Sure. Going back to the speed speed painting style, <laughs> the mono browns and the blood and. I didn't really do many conversions before, but I'll probably spend a little bit more time on some conversion, probably just some kit swaps like I might do. Yeah. The Wildwood Rangers with like an alternate head mm -hmm. or something like that, maybe a skull mask from the Dark Elf range. Yeah. And I got a ton of the original Eternal Guard, so I've been thinking about what I can do to convert them to make them a little more menacing, a little yeah. more, <laughs> little more evil, crazy. brutal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for the Woodies. All right, man. Well, good spiel. I enjoyed yep. that. Take a break. All right. Hells yeah. So, so, next segment, I got a follow-up on the Raj's cheap-ass segment from last time. Yeah, so last time, my item was the kilowatt. Yes. And actually, I received our first electricity bill since then. <laughs> uh-huh. And previously, Kelly alone <laughs> was paying 70 to $80 for electricity. Mm-hmm. This is our first bill with both of us, <laughs> and it came out to forty-eight fifty. <laughs> Dear Lord, yeah. just replacing those light bulbs probably made a big difference. Yeah, so it actually made a pretty pretty big dent there. Yeah, no shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, and that 
the link to that is available yeah. on the on the support section. If you do pick it up, proceeds will go towards supporting a couple idiots, <laughs> such as ourselves. I used it because I got this little cat waterer. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so I'm just like, curious. How much fucking water is it taking to keep these kitties, or power is it taking to keep these kitties in some nice, clean, fresh water? So I hooked it up and let it sit there for two days. Okay. And then I mapped it out. It takes .05 sec- cents per fucking day to power that thing. Uh, so not that much. No. Nah. 100 <laughs> days? What? Pennies. 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 It's pretty solid. Anything for these damn kitties? Yeah. They're fucking babies, dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I was impressed. I thought it was going to be a lot more than that. Just because it's always humming, making this fucking noise. And I was, yeah. Usually I, I kept it unplugged before that. I'm always giving the thing the fucking eyeball, but... Uh, I'm glad I did that. Mm-hmm. These Making. kitties are worth it. <laughs> it's like a fucking fresh, natural yeah. stream in the kitchen now. Sometimes it you can use it to save money, and then half the time it's just you're just curious yeah. to see what. It's kind of exactly. fun. Exactly. Like, what is that little bitch using? What am I paying for you stupid cats? <laughs> so okay, but you have a you you have a something you'd like to promote here, I All believe. Right. This is a new segment again. One of our rotating segments. The Bastards Sexy Sex Toy Segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, being that I'm, I'm alone. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, being that I ain't been getting too much friggin' ass lately, I did spend like fucking two or three weeks doing some super solid investigation into sex toys. <laughs> and some of what I found was pretty fucking intriguing. It's like, what the? F-? Some of the shit you haven't heard, you haven't seen of. Mm-hmm. God damn, I can't even talk to you. <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> All right, so what did you. What did you uh, spy for us this month? All right. This month's fucking offering is called the Solo Flesh. <laughs> okay. And you could just Google Solo Flesh. It's all one word. It's essentially a freaking water balloon that you find. <laughs> <laughs> but what I recommend you do, and it's really fucking weird because I watched this. So I was like, that's fucking bizarre. Get on YouTube. Okay. Search for... Well, we can have a link to this ah, in yeah. the support section. We will link it. Search for the Solo Flush demo or click through our site. Check it out. I'll link you right to the Solo Flush website, too. It's pretty fucking intriguing. It's a big, fuckable water balloon. <laughs> yeah, and so does it look... No, it like looks a pussy or like an ass and a pussy or a pussy and an ass, depending on which way so you, you got it. you got a couple options here. Yeah. You got some shit to look at. <laughs> so you can probably fill it up with like some nice warm water. Yeah, some trunk beers. Yeah. Thing just keeps blowing up as you're doing it. Uh-huh. Wisconsin or, style. <laughs> or like if you're kind of like a creep and like a dead body. It's like you think you fill it up with cold water. <laughs> leave it half Freeze empty. it. Yeah, leave, leave it sit outside. If like really old fucking ladies. Put it thing. in some leaves. If you like really big girls, you could just put it two or three times as much water into it. <laughs> What could go wrong? <laughs> your wife walks in and you're fucking standing in a fucking puddle with a balloon on your dick. <laughs> you pull your dick out, it like shoots off like a like a little rocket or something, you know? Like yeah, a, you don't you don't tie the other side of it. They must have some kind of fucking process in place for clamping that thing off. Uh-huh. But 
Not sure what the backside of it looks like. Either way, the video is entertaining. Check it out. Sell the flesh demo. Click to our site. <laughs> Support page. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. You know, my birthday's coming up. Oh, they're like 80 bucks. I had to generate some Raj Podge funds for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Knowing damn well if we get one, it ain't getting to you unused. <laughs> That's like running the gauntlet, brother. Gotta get it all stretched out. <laughs> Break her in for you. <laughs> all right. Next. War Hammer History. history. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Wapaka Precursor Tournaments. Mm. I'm not going to talk about all of them all at once. I just thought I'm going to do them in order. So this month, I'm going to talk about the very first tournament i ever ran and was this at point con no this was at jade co okay stamp and hobby was this 40k no i did play in a 40k tournament okay. beforehand <laughs> but this was in 2003 mm -hmm. january of 2003 so the reason I chose January was because it was during my school winter break during college. <laughs> yeah. So that's the reason I always choose chose to have these in January. Yeah. And then later, when the bear picked up the Wapaka reins, he chose January as well, basically the same month that the Stevens Point tournaments that I ran had always been in. Yeah. So that is why... Wapaka is always in January. Okay. A little fucking A little fun fact. <laughs> 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 anyway, I don't remember that much about this very first tournament. I do know that I went to like a Madison tournament and a Milwaukee tournament. Mm-hmm. Beforehand with my good buddy Eric at the time. Yeah. Clement's trying to drum up some people to come to <laughs> basically the middle of nowhere, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. This is before internet and Warhammer was really big. No, internet was there, but it wasn't... You didn't have the communities you have now. Yeah, you know? I think the Wisconsin, the WWHFB.com, Wisconsin Warhammer Fantasy Battle site was just getting started. It was... At that time, it was run by Mike Marco, I believe, when okay. he still lived in the area. Sure. And the website was a little different. We've gone through a couple different forum iterations. But, yeah, all that drumming up did not bring in anybody from the outside <laughs> area. There was a big nine people who showed up. Oh, nice. So I needed the services of a <laughs> ringer. <laughs> and... <laughs> I didn't know Johnny Hastings that well at the time. No, you did know I he, was drunk, though. He he didn't have his dwarves fully painted yet, <laughs> so he didn't want to play in the tournament because they weren't fully painted. But he did agree to be the ringer <laughs> just in case there was an odd number of people. Eh, a 50-50 chance. And, uh, <laughs> so turns out we did need him. But didn't and, he go out the night before? Or is that the night before I went out? No, I wasn't even 21 yet. Oh, I would okay. have been like 19 well, or 20 or something. I definitely would And, um, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Hastings didn't show. <laughs> I, I, I called him a couple times. He never showed up. I'd and like I believe... Go ahead. If I remember correctly, the reason was you were in, like, Wisconsin Rapids. Oh, and you were in trouble for kicking, <laughs> kicking, like, newspaper yeah, boxes was, or something like that. destroying newspaper dispensers. <laughs> and you ended up getting... Uh, I fined. 
I finally get arrested. I just did you got get locked up, up in or? Harris for a while. Okay. So, but he, he didn't didn't have the energy to make it uh. in. <laughs> so I, I had to I had to play and run the tournament at the same time. I remember that weekend because I remember getting busted. But I don't remember anything to do with Warhammer about it. Like, I don't remember. Yeah. I think you were that I made this commitment. <laughs> yeah, I believe this was the case because I, I brought it up to you yeah. a couple of weeks later when I saw you again. Yeah. But, yeah, I remembered I had to play in it, and that was really it. I don't remember who won. I don't really remember anybody who played in it. I, I know Jammin was in it, and I had to play him. Yeah. But... Yeah, the so that was the lowly origins <laughs> of what would eventually become the the Stevens Point tournament, and then the North Star, and then the Wapaka. Mm-hmm. Um, my, that's some evolution. <laughs> yeah. So if you're running a tournament, my first one was a nine man tournament, and it was pretty lame, but. Once you get it, get it started, <laughs> you only build from there. You gotta get a reputation. Yeah, so maybe next time we'll talk about the second point tournament that I ran. Mm. <laughs> yeah, each one is a little has a little interesting foibles associated with it. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now that I think back on it, I'll save uh-huh, a surprise. Yeah, the very first one, two thousand and three. January? January yeah. 03. Nice. So it was about 11 years ago. Yeah, so I would have been 20. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, why don't we check in with Butcher? Yeah, that Call sounds that good. Mofo up. See if he's not off the toilet yet. <laughs> hey, what's happening, buddy? How's it going? Pretty good. I'm off, I'm off the shitter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. Yeah, I totally spaced it out. So uh, that's all good. That's fine. What are you? Uh, what have you been working on lately? What have you been up to in the hobby? Well, I'm still finishing up a ridiculous amount of Swedish infantry for a commission. But I'll finish <laughs> them up this weekend, and I'll actually be able to do something for myself. So I'm, how long have you been working on this stuff? Been a while, uh, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. It's kind of off and on, and uh, my job was killing me too. There, that whole like having to earn a living thing gets in the way of hobby sometimes. You know, <laughs> it kind of sucks. Are but I've been trying to go 20... more events too. So, Are these 28 millimeter models, the Swedish yeah. infantry? Or? Yeah, the okay. Swedish Swedish infantry uh, warlord games. Not bad kit. You know, it's not going to be uh, resin high quality miniatures, but they're, for the price, you get like 44 for, for 30 something dollars, which is not bad. Oh yeah, that's a great deal. Yeah, you know, for and you need a gazillion of them to make an army. So yeah, this commission is like uh, totals about 160 miniatures, which um, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of brutal. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did it. I usually say I went and bought these giant ass popsicle sticks so I could glue them so all the the same kind of infantry were on one sprue at a time or one stick paint. So at least then, you know, it's kind of I just put on some books and on the, <laughs> on the computer and just go zone out, <laughs> paint them. Yeah, and all they wanted me to do was dip them, and then I, I think and you're I went a real glutton. glutton yeah, for I, I am. But oh man, this dude gave me like so much stuff to do this. So like uh, the, all the, the the expensive stuff for my cast the works I got uh, from him. Oh, to cool. Do this. Yeah, like I, like nine of them. I, I probably won't need all of them for two thousand points, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice to have the model. So, so, so is that what you're going to be working on when you get to your own shit, cast dwarves? Uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna bulk up the uh, the Nurgle boys to mm. three thousand for Screw City for Screw City. Yeah, and then that way 
I don't want to rush to Chaos Dwarf so I can build a core 2,000-point army, which is not going to be very big, um, <laughs> you know, and, and probably build some yeah. of the units that, that play well at that point scale, like Death Shriekers or like 100 points. You know, that's not the end-state artillery I want, but I can. that's something I could fit a little easier into a 2,000-point army. And then yeah, sure. I could spend more time going back and, and doing up the Hell Cannons proper and everything. I don't want to rush them just so I can throw them on the field. Um, sure. In the infantry core, I'll make, you know, that's what I'll spend the time on because that's something I would use, you know, at, at almost at any scale uh, of army for that. So this monster theme for Screw City has me a bit intrigued. So I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> of what to do because I really don't want to run a great unclean one because I have this innate ability to somehow kill my own general. <laughs> I mean, like I, I swear, in like even at North Star, I lost two games. No, one, one at North Star, and one this last weekend, just by killing my own general for some stupid shit. I, and the, <laughs> the one last weekend, I managed to do not even using magic. It was at the F and chart. <laughs> the reign of chaos. Yeah, yeah. the reign of chaos right. killed my own leader with it. I'm like, you guys are kidding me. The first turn, reign the first dice I rolled. Were the there was a three on the reign of chaos, and then the second dice was boxcars because of course I didn't have a BSB <laughs> to reroll that. So literally my first two dice rolls took like 250 points off the table, and, and at 1250 points that's a lot. So yeah, and it, it was running empires all one up plus armor saves and stuff, and I I killed like all the fluff units, but I couldn't take care of the tank. I really didn't have nothing for it. Not at not at that point level. So, Although Butcher, was, you could have gone in for uh, best general here at Bits now, huh? I mean, you took me out this last weekend. <laughs> I know. That's, I, was, I told Beverly it said it took a team of surgeons to get the smile off my face. Because, <laughs> <laughs> dude, nice. you've been kicking my ass all over Stevens Point for like 12 years now. <laughs> no. That was a fun uh, game. no, it was. That was a good time, and I kind of didn't feel, felt kind of at least semi confident. Well, I, I know how to play the normal army, so that's why the thing at 3,000 points, uh, I'm probably still going to not run any magic, but I think I'm going to build a toad dragon. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were telling me about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just uh, I do the Tobe Dragon, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna build it where I could use it as a soul grinder too, because yeah. they both have a you know they both have a, an attack of some kind. One's a breath weapon, you know, a nerdly nozzle with some pus dripping out of it could be pretty much any kind of ballistic weapon. So, um, <laughs> so I'm probably gonna do something uh, like a larger version of the, the skull cannons, but with a lot more detail, more guys hanging off of it and and all sorts of okay. whatnot. The other one looks a lot like a maggot. Because that was yeah. the intent, and they don't have such a pronounced segnation to them. Sure. You know what I'm yeah. So the, this one, I want to have a little bit more of that segnation um, uh, pronounced, and and it probably won't be coming out of his buttocks this time, but uh, <laughs> probably <laughs> I'm gonna bad. use the breathe the breathe the uh, I'll put sphericals on the side, and then uh, have some pipage coming out of those. I think to to power the weapon okay. battery. Yeah, I'm, look, I already kind of know what I want it to look like. It's, it's, and that's really all I got to add to make the army up to that size. Everything else I've got the models for, so it's that. And, and I need to pr- paint up a, a unit of the freaking plague bearers because I continuously roll a 12 on a chart. <laughs> <laughs> like even last week, I did that twice. I have, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it is a problem, except for when you don't have them. And then it's all good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to get going on that. Uh, I got a Flames of War tournament on Saturday down in Madison, I guess. I'm looking forward cool. to that. Yeah, so I like Flames of War a lot. I don't get to play as much as I like, but um, I play just enough that I sort of feel competent. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, that's uh, poppy wise. I'll probably put some. I don't know if I want to hold. I, mean, I might show you guys. I might not. I might hold off on a web blast on the work in progress on that. So uh, just before bit. So just because. Uh, yeah. Cool. I try to make it cool. It has the banner hanging off. I got up my game after after the freaking ogre army Johnny did. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like an arms race now. <laughs> I feel like it has been for about a decade now. So. Yeah, that's true. I think so too. It's true that, but yeah, um, yeah. So I, I gotta like make a better movement tray and all that kind of stuff. So I'll do that for uh, Blood in the Sun too. Oh, that is Blood in the Sun. I'm mixing up Screw City and that. Yeah, with Screw City though, I, I'll do a better base. But uh, okay. yeah, I'm just gonna. I'll add some flocking to it just so I don't lose points. But uh, for bits, I'll make something pretty special. I don't know if I got time to, to do all of that, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's yeah. what I got though. I was working away. Yeah, and then I got a, another commission coming, uh, which this guy's oh, going to pay me a GW product. No, it's, all I got to do is build them, so it's no pain. Uh, a couple, <laughs> of, couple of units of spider riders. I'm going to um, take the spider rider torsos, cut the legs off, and then lengthen them uh, with some wire, kind of give them, have them leaping about. So I think that'll be pretty fun. That's something I'll post up while I'm working on since since I'm not really right, cool. Yeah, so I'm book, kind of looking book. forward to that. As those are... Yeah, I, I like that kind of commission project. That, that whole painting thing, though, it's like I'm slow enough as it is. I'd rather be painting my shit. <laughs> yeah. But I love building stuff. It lets me do things I'm not going to, you know, normally do. So, yeah, that's why I like doing that. And it uh-huh. gives you some shit that I didn't have. Yeah, so I'm I'm collecting up a bunch of wood elf stuff because I might end up doing that down the road just to Ooh, have, wow. something not yeah. evil, have something not evil but not too good either. <laughs> it does not seem very butcherian wood elves <laughs> i know I, I can make them evil wood elves i mean even in the desolation of smog you know aside from legolas they're all kind of the kind of in the, the hot in the crazy chick yeah they, uh, <laughs> the rest of the elves they're all kind of rude so that kind Raj of has some evil elves yeah you beat them down yeah uh, I, I think at 1200 actually my army was kind of disproportionately strong i was i kind of felt that way because, I mean, without without buffs, you know, most people weren't bringing a lot of magic because you can't mm-hmm. afford all of that. Or even a level four, you can only do so many spells. And um, so without buffs, like, you know, the basic Nurgle units are tough as hell. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like in, in our game, the, my core, you know, my core unit never got fighting. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a beast? Clean yeah, up, the beast ran a beast clock. ran a muck. Yeah. <laughs> it was... <laughs> There was there was tentacles slapping everywhere all over the place. Sounds yeah, like you nothing. figured out uh, demon strategy now. Just send the beast to Nurgle in and keep everything yeah, out. Pretty much. Well, that could be, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, I think I've gotten. I, I'm kind of pleased I've gotten better at you know personally just using the redirect stuff a lot better. Yeah. And uh, and that's something that took me a long time to to get my head around using properly. And you know just trying to think to you know a turn ahead. Okay, if this happens, this and this could happen. You know, you plan yeah. three out. It's kind of tough because you know the enemy's got to say, but. Yeah, I just and I thought I did that well. I managed to keep the wild riders from really doing anything, and that was that was my whole real goal. Yeah, because <laughs> you got job. Yeah, because all I heard was the other guy talking about how they ran through his entire army. I said, "Oh, I will not have any <laughs> that." I said, "That will be unacceptable." I mean, <laughs> 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 they get shot to pieces, but I'm not going to get wild ride wild ridden. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Oh. Okay. Thanks for talking with us, Butch. Yeah, we'll let all you right. get back to pooping or whatever you were doing there. <laughs> well, that's all done now, so I mean. So, yeah, that sounds cool, and uh, I'll be over on the seventh for sure. Looking forward to that. Do a little Blood Bowl. I'll, yeah. have, my te- I'll have my team painted so I don't have to take a ribbon from the Raj. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Cool, man. Cool. Take See care. Bye. All right. Bye. Uh, all right. That was Butch. That's what he's been up to, pooping 
and commissions. <laughs> yeah, he's always a he's always been a commission hound. Yeah, he complains about him, but he fucking takes everyone that gets offered to him. So yeah, he's got quite a quite a model stash in his basement. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, gear wise, we got. About 20 white dice and one medium t-shirt left. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about coming up with another t-shirt or maybe just getting okay. some red ones printed of the same ones we just did. So there might be another run on those before too long here. Dice, it seems like everybody's doing dice to death. So probably won't get any more of those too soon. Mm-hmm. Unless I do a special color for myself and just order a bunch more. But mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Forum. Pointhammer.com slash forum. Indeed. You can find info on this show. You can also see all the links we talked about. On the support page on our site. Blog, youmagnificentbastards.com. Check us out. And then, yeah, that's it. Make sure you visit our, our support page. Click through that shit. And mm-hmm. uh, anything strikes your fancy you want to buy anywhere, we get you on Amazon. Click through our site. Mm-hmm. All right. We will leave you with a parting question, friends. <laughs> so next episode, we'll be recording our five-year anniversary with yes. all the boys. Just like the good old times. So, in honor of that, I was thinking it would be fun for people to give us their predictions for where the show will be in the next five years. So, five years from now, <laughs> where do you... I, I'm going to put this out there. I think Johnny, he'll be, he'll be living alone, but there'll be <laughs> s- probably six to ten cats instead of two. <laughs> he'll have a luxurious... Rich brown toupee that he started wearing in probably 2017, 2018. Straighten teeth. I'll just go get some. <laughs> um, Bear, he will be either divorced or possibly in lockup for a domestic battery. <laughs> I suspect he's he's going to be dead either from a roofing accident or from a kettlebell accident. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bear's going to make it. Cheers, <laughs> uh, the legend. They'll have a he, kid he'll or two be by then. About the same. Yeah, he'll be a and little then grayer. His girlfriend, soon to be his wife, will be, will be about double the weight. Yeah. <laughs> from about 160 to maybe like 320. <laughs> I'm probably lose an inch or two of height. Yeah, that's going to drag a person down. <laughs> Jerry will be gray, probably have a bigger belly. Me? I'll be doing great. I'll be living the life of a swimming pool, hot tub, three or four different cars. I'll be retired. <laughs> this is some real Tom Haverford <laughs> shit here. <laughs> My prediction on Raj is his hairline will recede a bit. Okay. <laughs> He'll be really gray. Maybe have some fucking just for men instead of beer in the trunk of his car. <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> and it's fucking trunk color. You never know when you need. <laughs> I don't see him being dumb enough to get rid of Kelly, so they'll probably be married. Because once you get yourself a fucking sugar mama, you don't let them. <laughs> you don't mess that up, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's my prediction. <laughs> and what All I say, right. bear will be dead, leg end will be grayer, and with a big belly. But pretty much the same otherwise. Yeah. Because he is a history teacher. All right. If you want to give us your prediction, call 601-TRY-HPBV. Yeah. That's 601-879-4728. Yep. If your voicemail makes the air, you will receive one free entry into the Wapaka Vacation Contest, which is sure to be hotly contested this year. <laughs> nice. All right, man. Other than that, I think all we got is contact. Pointhammer to gmail.com. 
Look us up on FB. If you mm-hmm. post something on FB and I don't respond, it's probably because I blocked your dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, at Point Hammered. At Hammered underscore Raj. Nice. That's a wrap, buddy. Yeah. Suck my ball. That's my beef. Is Mike there? Um, who's calling? This is Johnny. Okay, hold on a second. Okay. He's in the bathroom. Can I have him call you back? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine. 